0: Hey everybody, it's the This Will Get Better podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. And as a reward, it's your third week in a row. And on this third week, we are delivering you a three-hour long podcast with my friend Brian Gottschall. He is amazing. I can't wait for you to get into his stuff. He's on Facebook. Uh, Just search the name Brian Gottschall, G-O-T-T-S-H-A-L-L. He's in the Detroit area. He plays music. He is an awesome songwriter. He's also on the Instagram at (laughs) D-O-S-A-R-G-E-N-T-E-S. I'm not going to attempt to say it. It's French. So, He's also on Spotify. Uh, Check out some of his new tracks. He's an awesome musician. The first hour of this is us kind of just getting to know each other. The second hour is exploring his thoughts on music. And at an hour and 43 minutes, I believe on the on the slider is a song that he sings and then the last hour is a lot of conversation around the deconstruction of our inherited belief systems and how that's going so hope you enjoy we get into a lot of weird good stuff this time around so have a good one. Oh no. Other no that, that's good to see you man good to see you i miss you <laughs> it's been a long time it's been a while uh, Three weeks. I know, which is really that's, bizarre. That's a long time for How us. How far do you guys live from each other? <laughs> About 15 minutes. Okay. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think, so when you went to IHOP, that broke up, I think, when I was, mm. I drove. So it must have it been right when I started driving around 17. So you would have been 13. Mm-hmm. Must have been around then. Like we started going and getting lunch every Tuesday, and then you went to IHOP when you were eighteen. Yep. And then we didn't get lunch for a while. Just an annoying moment in my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He made some bad decisions. (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) all (laughs) did. And
0: then, and then you got back, and after a little bit, we started hanging out. Like so, we've been week. Like we just make sure usually we're hanging out once a week.
1: There was a question right before. I left there was a question you and I were Uh meeting and we talked about you would ask me no it's funny because it's one of the questions it's actually a question that lasted through the whole internship and I think very kept me grounded was because they're so big on end times yeah and they're like super big on end times very big oh it's insane (laughs) And like, I have some questions I need to ask. Um,
2: <laughs> you. <laughs> Believe me, and I'm very like, curious. I
1: would just like zone out, and I, like, because a lot of it's just like, I don't, I, y'all are just on crack. But there was Racky one question theology. you were, you had like brought up, like, what if this like Christians are so short sighted in their decision making because they just think like Jesus is coming in the next ten years? That's always the feeling, and so like they're so short sighted yeah. on how they yeah, teach yeah. the next generation. Oh, totally. And so you're like, what if it doesn't happen in the next thousand years? Like, robots are gonna be around. Like, yeah. well, how do we do this? Yeah, how does this... how does Christianity work? And like, I remember like towards the end, like, cause I really got like, they're talking about this end time stuff. And I kept, I, just, I don't get it. And finally, this kid's like, isn't this amazing? This is such a good stuff. I was like, but what if he doesn't come? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> not, like for real though. Like, What's They've the... been thinking that for. Two thousand years, he was yeah. gonna come. Right.
3: I know, literally, like it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was one of the
1: questions what's, what's that kept me B? kept me kind of like and always in the back of my head. Of, I wanted to ask Mike Bickle, but what if he doesn't?
0: Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> dude, I heard, okay, so some of the things I heard that he, like you have to like study his notes and stuff and like look at his notes for things. He makes up. He makes up stuff. Sorry, so, that dude. That dude, uh, dude like. He, but do you like? Are you given like stuff that is like his notes that? You oh yeah,
1: like, you read his books, you read his notebooks, yeah. his workbooks, and like the stuff. what the stuff he teaches on the end times. I'm sitting there going,
3: "The only way to the Father is through Mike Bickle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the only the only way to know what's going to happen in the end times is Mike Bickle. I mean, he's got it down to a. T- he oh, I mean crazy. he knows every detail that's
3: going to happen.
4: Yeah. I don't know where
1: he got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I have no idea where he got it. Yeah, Wow. It's crazy. But that's weird. You know what's funny though? In the book of Revelation, the phrase "end times" is mentioned once. once. <laughs> can we just can yeah. we just
2: talk oh, about dear. that for
3: a second yep. and how literally entire groups of people within Christianity have created this fear and this whole crazy. ideology? around one phrase that is mentioned yeah. once. It's crazy. It's madness. <laughs> it's and I st- I'll still talk to people that are, have been pastors for 30 years. Yeah. And they're like, but you know, it's, it's the end times. It's, you know, it's coming. The end I'm times like, is coming. You have never studied Revelation in your life. <laughs> like, seriously, it's well, that's crazy. That's one of
0: those moments where are yeah, like, we're done math. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, it's
0: nuts. It, blo- it blows my mind. Man. We're 2,000 years in. Yeah. My guess is we've. Maybe we should plan on another, yeah,, 2, years. <laughs> and
3: even like just like it's so like how, did you read, did you study the entire like it's such it's such a crazy, you know book yeah. of the Bible anyways, but you know it's it's part letter, like let's look mm-hmm. at it as a letter, let's look at it as apocalyptic literature, like right, let's understand right, right, it from right, those right. scopes and those frames of mind, and then have a discussion and then study it, you know what I mean, like, yeah, but people are just like, i'm gonna read this and then interpret this because this is crazy,
0: well, that's the other conversation i just had recently with someone we were reminiscing on pentecostal and Thomas yeah and conversations, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um they said something they had realized that kind of blew my mind was that the only <laughs> the only parts of revelation that get taken literally are all the negative
3: parts yeah and isn't that's it what crazy about
0: yeah there's actually all of this really good stuff dude it's glorious and then Nobody talks Everyone's about it. Everyone's like, pish posh. That's a metaphor. <laughs> Let's focus on this the seven seals. <laughs> that's a metaphor for how things are actually going to suck.
3: Yeah. Let's the, focus on the dragon. Right. <laughs> like, all right, guys. The real
0: one. Yeah. That walks the earth and <laughs> eats pregnant women. I saw
3: him last week. I was out hunting some geese, and I saw me a dragon. Some geese? He was right there.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, dude. it's
3: nutty. It's insane. Yeah. But I like it's funny. I because I did um, I did a um, a three month like biblical study course through YWAM yeah. and kind of didn't really have any intentions like or like, you know, thinking what it was going to be like. I had people tell me like, oh, it's going to be really good. And truth be told, I kind of went and did it to impress yeah. a girl. Not gonna lie. Yeah. good for you. Yeah, but, um, but no, it was actually a three-month inductive study course, and like I don't know if you guys have done a lot of inductive study, but just going through observation, interpretation, application, like really observing the text, what is it saying, what's the historical background, all that good stuff yeah. that you probably all know now, and right. looking in hindsight, you're like, man, I never did any of that. <laughs> I just read this verse and then just repeated it to everyone, and then I actually didn't know what it, yeah it's, yeah, it's just this cycle and this system that you're brought up in, but but man, after doing that course, it was like my eyes were open to like the verses that are on greeting cards where it's talking about like mass <laughs> genocide. And but it's said as this like very, oh, <laughs> hey, this is great. And you're like, man, I don't know, that's not great. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, it's this weird right. thing that you just yep. blindly kind of accept and you don't really understand. And um, so, like, until then, like, until like well, after I did that school and you know, we had a whole week where we would like chart out like with observational charts like horizontal charts and vertical charts and (laughs) interpreting and doing all this stuff and like going through revelation like there's so much stuff in there man like it's
0: really interesting full
3: of things man and especially politically yeah it's there's so much stuff and like so many different ways to interpret it and So basically, what I was getting at was like the minute someone starts talking about Revelation, I immediately kind of take a step (laughs) back and I'm like, "What are they going to say right now?" Like you know, like you kind of like brace yourself because yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's just funny and kind of the same thing with like podcasting is you guys obviously listen to a lot of podcasts if you're hosting one. (laughs) 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 What are we doing? Oh, I'm wearing headphones. (laughs) Um, My favorite thing to ask someone well one someone who like maybe you're just kind of chatting and they're like yeah what do you listen what, what music do you listen to and you just kind of start and then you're like well I listen to a lot of podcasts <laughs> and that's when it's like the questions really start getting like yeah. a bit bubbly and my favorite response is like uh, you know I'll I'll be like yeah do you uh, what po- podcast do you listen to and there's like that like moment of silence i like yeah I listen to a lot of like Matt Chandler sermons and stuff <laughs> and I'm just like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know what yeah, I listen to. Right.
0: No way. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to some bizarre yeah. stuff lately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah. Chandler. Yeah. He's Is
3: a It's that guy in Texas, right? Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. I just tried to think of some Token Pastor. Yeah. Token so.
0: Pastor
2: name. Token
3: Pastor, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's funny, dude. I used to love listening to sermons and now it's just like I just want to hear talk radio, dude. I just want to <laughs> hear different. Seriously, like How old just, are
2: you?
3: 25. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I just yeah, I just crave so much like that's so the last you're like, thing you're I are like, like to talk radio yeah just i just love good dialogue mm. love good topics mm. um i love hosts that are good conversationalists right. that really want to actually
0: well this is gonna suck have... for you <laughs> <laughs> i
3: actually gotta go so <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but uh like i, I love joe rogan uh, oh, i think man. he's a great conversationalist has amazing guests Um, honestly, I'll even just listen. If I really want to hear more about someone that I like admire or in like intrigued by, I'll just look for them on a podcast and then just listen to that podcast. I'm sure you guys maybe do the same, but, um,
0: yeah, my go-to now is searching them on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Isn't it crazy, dude? He
3: gets such good guests. It's It's insane. Like, and I feel like it's in every sphere that I'm like, I might be like, interested in and i'm just like how does this guy do it like it's he's a comedian who is like a ufc host <laughs> and he kill you. yeah and he's like he's into like jujitsu and all this One random stuff
0: curious people yeah, yeah but then
3: you listen to him talk and you're like dude he says so much gold and he has so much to to ask people and you sit there for yeah, i think we were talking about this at the farmhouse but you sit there for like 30 minutes and then it turns into like three hours and you're like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I don't think there's any other podcast host that can create such long formatted content. He's
0: on another level. Yeah, it's crazy. Nuts. It's crazy. I've listened to a couple episodes from him recently with in mind like trying to go like how do I host these things better? Yeah. And Yeah. Uh, I really wish I understood how he knew when to do the the follow-up curious question. Yeah. Or when to like just totally change when to change stuff, it
3: so. yeah because and you wait for it in the i was just i literally was listening to him on the way here there's like moments where it's like finally silent and you're like this might be the moment where like joe like messes up or like he he doesn't quite know what to facilitate or how to do and then he just like expounds slightly off but still related to like maybe a story or something and he just he starts speaking, and it's almost like a monologue. Yeah. And you're just like, what?
2: How oh, do you man. do? That?
3: Like, you can't teach that. Nope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. It's cr- it's crazy. Like, he's just. I think he's super aware of. He's very uh, one being a comedian. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of stand up. You're interested in like the art form of stand up. I love it. I think it's one of the most intriguing things out there as an art form, and not and it honestly gets looked over a lot. I would say, especially by Christians. Um, just because of the nature, exactly. Yeah. But man, formatting a joke, writing jokes is such a hard thing. Like writing an hour of you standing up there with no dialogue with an audience and creating that is so hard to accomplish and like, just keep it going. Like it's just, it's crazy. And so I think because like he has that mindset of one, he's so aware of what the other person is like thinking or doing or responding to because he's an entertainer anyways. And so I think just like all the skills that he kind of brings just like makes it so much easier. But I honestly, I love when he has comedians on, they're just, they're great. You know? So
1: did you see his
3: latest hour? I did. I watched a little bit of it, and that's honestly probably my least favorite thing <laughs> of his. I
1: loved his cat did bit. You? Did
3: you? His cat you? bit. I, I liked song. the cat bit too. I Amazing. did. I did. I, did. I, I remember- liked his
1: political stuff too. But
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I would rather listen to him talk. Um, even like when he has like Tom Segura or like. Bert Kreischer, like I don't know if you know those guys, but even I listened to to Bert's latest special and I was just like, I just can't get into this. Like man. I love Dave Chappelle is my favorite oh, for sure. Have you watched his new stuff?
0: New one is insane. Dude, it's I haven't seen the new one.
3: It's it's incredible, man. It's probably my favorite stand-up special of all weird time. with art. Yeah.
0: Like, he's, he's making it a nice He's thing.
3: doing something that like mm. just no one else can do. Like honestly. <laughs> it's yeah. like and he, he released I think he released three last year, and then he released the double one. But man, he can just, he really can, he can just get away with anything if he wants to. Like, he just, it's crazy. Like, you just, you don't want to stop. Like, I, when he first came out, I just kept searching like more Dave stuff. Like, I would just (laughs) listen to, like, I would just became obsessed and like listening to interviews. And like, yeah,
0: he's just, no, inside jokes on Amazon. No, how's it good? Oh my gosh. It's like a seven part mini documentary series about, um, potential comics being able to do their five minutes in Toronto for the big comedy. Festival. Oh, oh, I saw a commercial for it. It's insane. That's really crazy.
3: Like, Is it good? You've been yeah, watching it.
0: I, I made it through the whole thing. Oh, um, all right. And the, the episodes aren't very long. Um, and it's just like, it's following maybe seven different comics as they, and like, they're going into like, you watch, you watch these guys do the exact same set, almost every episode, uh, some parts of it in different rooms. And like how their jokes will totally fall flat oh. in some rooms. And as somebody who's watching it, you're like, that guy's not very funny. But then they film him in a room where he's killing. And you find yourself laughing, that's even though crazy. you already heard the joke before. That's so interesting. It was really, like what? What is going on? And so,
3: like, was it like the the delivery? Was it just the charisma? I don't know. That, like, or was it literally feeding off audience reaction? Like, like when you were watching, oh, did that's you totally
1: did you? Was yeah. you think it was? It yeah, was, was audience. Say, it's some of that. It's the same as worship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, You're doing think, something together. But yeah. I think the other thing was their own where their own head was at. You know, it was mm. like if they were in a in a space where they were actually confident in who they are and going, mm. like, I'm funny. Yeah, now I'm going to go be funny. That's so crazy. They were funny. But mm-hmm. if they were like, man, I really hope I'm funny tonight. Yeah. It was like, you, yeah, you, you it could was just see this... it and smell it. And, you know, it was really interesting. It's really cool. But then you watch some of their jokes evolve and the whole process. It's just like, ooh, mm, yeah, good. It's so good, man. And I wish I could be a yeah stand up. Yeah,
3: dude. It's it's crazy. And like even like the timeline of a stand-up comedian, like oh, they say man. like the first seven years, years. Or yeah, just... seven to ten years is just shit. Like it's <laughs> just, just you're just doing rooms, yeah. Like just grinding like Ugh. going on road trips and just like playing crappy bars, like just all that stuff. Right. And then like right after that, it's like when you might have something happen. I'm just like, dude, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Like I you can... really gotta be devoted and like honestly have that confidence of like I know I'm funny, yeah. which is like, you're constantly like having to feed your ego and just be like, no, I got to do it. Like I got to do it. I got to do it. And I feel like I'd lose my
0: mind. Yep. You know what I mean? Just constant. Yeah. Trying to make it. Yeah. Work. Yeah. The uh, I feel like I have some funny <clears throat> stories. Yeah. But I actually, after watching that show, I was like, I don't have an opening joke. Yeah. What's an opening joke. Yeah. Um, uh, this is too hard. This is too hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. It's crazy.
3: Because gets- you, you have the people that, like, they sit down and they're going to spend eight hours riding and just grind it out and go Ooh. for it. like, the workhorses. And then you have the people that, man, they just, like, like, even, like, someone, someone like Joey Diaz, like, can just get up and he just riffs, man, and he kills it. Crazy. Just gets up for an hour and the whole place is just going insane. Like, uh. stuff like that where you're, like, that is talent, man. <laughs> that's that's just crazy. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. So you're interested in comedy. What else are you? You're at YWAM. You've been there for yep. how long? Uh,
3: it'll be. I I took. I was like, because I'm from Arizona originally, so I was in Arizona for like a year and a half between. But I uh went to Australia when I was 18. Um, so in 2000 2011, um, and then I was there for about three years came back for about a year and a half and now I've been in Michigan for almost 3 years
0: Michigan Yeah the center of the world man. yeah
3: man it's it's gnarly I never never thought I'd live here that's the weird thing, you know?
0: Yeah, especially from Arizona.
3: Yeah. It's really nuts. And so even like some days I wake up, I'm like, I'm in Michigan. This is weird. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, like, it's just a random but I mean what Arizona I is a, here. Arizona's a random state yeah, too. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But like when you're from there, you're like, Arizona. Like you know Arizona. But when you talk to other people, you're like, Oh yeah, we're really random. <laughs> like, we're weird. We're but. super weird. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, I, I like I like Michigan. It's um fun fact is actually like the top half of Arizona has more evergreen trees per capita than any other state in the U.S. So,
0: yeah, I just pictured desert.
3: Yeah, so uh, if you if you have like the bottom half of Arizona, that's mostly desert, but the top half is like Flagstaff, um, which is basically Michigan with mountains. That's the best way to describe Northern Arizona. I will be moving um, to Arizona.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's
3: really it's honestly a really really great state, and uh, you obviously I always think of desert, you know, when you think about it, but in Tucson where I'm from, it's like I live about an hour North of the border of Mexico and Tucson
0: desert land.
3: I am in desert land. Um, but the fun thing about Tucson is that it's actually in a, in a Valley and it's surrounded by mountains, literally the entire area. There's four different mountain ranges. Um, and the Northern range is actually the southernmost place in the u.s with ski lifts mm. so you can actually like snowboard there it snows there every winter um so nice thing about living there is that you can go to the snow as a luxury in the winter but then you go back down to the valley and it's like 60 yeah it's it, dude it's super nuts so you just like go up there's like a snowstorm but then it'll be like 40 50 60 degrees in the valley and
0: The point of this podcast is why do we live
3: here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can see I'm getting ready to go
2: back for Christmas because I'm like,
0: bring
3: me back. Yes. But uh, yeah. Also, great. um, Tucson is the originator of the chimichanga. Mm. Fun fact as well. So if you really are a Mexican connoisseur, you're
0: welcome. It's it's not (laughs) Mexican. It's... Arizona. That's right. That's right. Or Tex
3: Mex. Tex Mex. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's the parental term. <laughs>
0: so, uh, okay. Cool. So from Michigan, um, what all? What are other things that you're interested in?
3: What? I love sports. Um, predominantly basketball. Really, really, really love basketball. More specifically, Arizona basketball. Um, so Tucson is home to the University of Arizona, and we're we're we've been a top 10 division one basketball team for probably the past 25, 30 years. So, um, so we, we won the championship in 97 and so like kind of ever since then we've kind of floated in and out of the top 25, but
0: yeah, this will uh, reveal my love of sports. <laughs> there is none. What, what's the, the, the name of the team.
3: Oh, Arizona Wildcats. Wildcats. Which isn't like there's like five other schools that are Wildcats. So gotcha. it's really not right. like right. it's the not Arizona. specific
0: at all. <laughs> yeah. Nice.
3: The are uh, I usually wear my sweatshirt all the time, but it's just like a giant A. That's literally Arizona. it. Yeah. So. I love it. Good times. Okay, I, well let's move beyond that. Let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of basketball.
0: Come on, quit did it. Did you did you play at all?
3: Um no, I didn't. Well, I played once. Um, I think it's in like third grade or something, and then then I switched to soccer. And I'll have you know, we actually won the championship in my division. Oh yeah, and I figured, you know, I just quit on top. You know, you, you just gotta. <laughs> at third grade, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've made it, guys. Yeah, Come on. I'm, I'm so <laughs> let's let's be
0: real here. <laughs> I'm gonna steal attention at this point. You saying basketball and soccer bring back two memories for me, both of which. Are deeply equated with shame <laughs> in my life.
3: Well, let's hear them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember the. That's first your
3: opening bit. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one was trying out for basketball. So oh, I was like, here yeah! I'm go. gonna try out for basketball. You and did? Yeah, Uh and I can't remember why. I think uh, at the time we were going to like a Baptist Church. They had like a school there, and they had open That's tryouts, weird. and we were homeschooled, so. I had to been pretty young, but I remember going trying out, totally failing right mm-hmm. at this experience, like to the point of like remembering holding the ball, shooting it, and then just watching it go like halfway
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to the to the, the hoopy thing, the hooper uh, yep and so so then the following Sunday. Uh, a kid came up to me and was like, Hey, look, it's Harry, the no good basketball player. And that was like, <laughs> Your life was horrible. Dang, <laughs> no, man. It but it was the first time I ever remember being like categorized by someone else. Oh, I was like, dang. But I'm more than that. Yeah. You know, and that was interesting. And then soccer was, uh, I remember um, getting talked to for literally picking dandelions.
3: Oh, in yeah. the field that's so funny. Not. I literally like when you were talking about and soccer. I thought of that's so weird. I thought of being in PE and there was a kid that picked Danny Lions I'm and I was kid. like, I just remember that, that kid. Guy. And then he said
0: it. <laughs> I was like, Harry's that kid. Yeah, I'm that yeah he is that kid. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's okay, cool. so, so, so crazy. Sports is a huge thing for you. That's yeah. Awesome. What else?
3: Uh, love skateboarding. Mm. Love skateboarding culture. Um, yeah. I love, do you still skate? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, not not the best. Don't don't think anything please um but i love i love watching skate videos i think the art form of skateboarding or the sport of skateboarding there's a lot of arguments that it's an art form or a sport so like they're actually trying to make it uh well it is going to be an olympic sport Nice. Um, but there's a ton of skaters who are kind of on the more like artsy side they're like you can't like make an art form a sport man yeah Yeah. exactly
2: yeah
3: um but which is kind of true because like Take for instance, you know what a kickflip is. Like you just, boom, board flips. You could watch, you could watch someone do a kickflip and be like, "That's a kickflip." But then you can watch someone else do a kickflip and be like, "That is a kickflip." Yeah. Like there, there could be it. it could be like the flare of the back foot. It could be he popped the board really high and it just he landed it in in the air and then got down, or he just got it to just where he nailed like, it yeah perfectly. yeah or just like he flips it and then it almost looks like he's gonna not make it but then he does you know what i mean like there's so many different ways that you could you know categorize like why that's a good trick you know and that's what i love about it because you could watch a skater who has totally his own style just by his stance or what he's doing and it can make a trick that much more interesting, no matter how simple or hard it could be just because that one skater is doing it. And so it makes it really entertaining to watch. Cause you have these people that are kind of like, they have their pockets of things that you're like, no, like that guy's tray flips are amazing. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like just these, it's just kind of the whole thing where you just know, like
0: they're putting their signature. Yeah, out
3: exactly. And it's very, it's distinct and it's, it is kind of both sport and art form because the sport itself is being pushed. Like, today you're seeing, especially with social media and Instagram and Facebook, like, everyone can be a, a skate celebrity if they want or right. whatever that even means. But, you know, the tricks that they're posting online, like, are things that people, like, 20 years ago couldn't even do if they wanted yeah. to. Like, it's just it, kids are doing the crazy stuff now. Yeah, and so, like like pros will be watching and they're like who are these kids like like it's so hard to become pro now because there's so many good skaters like it's just continually progressing and continuing so there's like even with diy culture like there used to be kind of like maybe 10 to 15 like skate companies and those were the ones those are the established ones you went through a lot of hoops to get those things started and now they're here now people are just, like, they just start their own company. Like, yep. And there's, like, 400 of them.
0: <laughs>
2: like, yeah. it's just, like, that's the mm-hmm. thing
3: now. You know, it's kind of, like, following suit with a lot of different art forms or things that are happening. But everyone's just, like, let's just do it. Like, why can't we do it, you know? Yeah. And so it's cool to see that happen um, and see, you know, kind of people being challenged to adapt to that as well. But, um, but yeah, I love, I love, like, going out in the middle of summer and skating with my friends. It's, like, that's just the best, dude. It's so fun. So.
0: Duh. It's fun hearing you talk. Like, it reminds me of all the, so, like, I skated, uh, skateboarded probably when I was 16 and 17. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. But a lot of pain. Yeah, it's a lot of pain. A lot of pain.
3: People are throwing themselves down concrete stairs. Yeah. For a living. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Isn't that nuts? Like, it's, you really have to be badass to do it yep. for, and, like, commit to yeah. it. And, like, because I, I totally, like. I, you know, if I, if I ollie a curve, I'm like, woo, yes, you know, like, this is the best. but then you see someone like kickflip a 12 stair and you're just like, and all right, I'm out. See you. <laughs> Go get some pizza. I'm I'll, not, be, I'm done I'll be in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't um, skate around you. Anymore. Yeah. No, it's crazy though, man. Like, and just, just watching skate videos and seeing like the history of skating is just super interesting to me. I love it. So yeah, but those are, that's kind of, those, I would say those are most of my interests and obviously music is music. definitely the,
0: when did music start?
3: Um, man, music started a very long time ago. Um, and a galaxy far, far. Away. <laughs> I had to. Um, no, my dad, uh, he raised me on classic rock, so Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, um, Rush, huge Rush fan. So I remember like growing up every Saturday. Um, my dad had this VHS of every Van Halen music video on mm-hmm. this one VHS, and he just at, like, 7 or 8 a.m., he'd just pop it in and then, like, like turn it up for the surround sound and the whole, and he'd, when like, wake he wake everybody up. Them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but he had this super old, like, really cool stereo, and he would just, like, turn it to, like, it. yeah, and, like, almost, like, wake everybody up, basically, but it was just kind of his, like, it's Saturday, and you almost got, like, when you heard it, you kind of got, like, mad, but then you're, like, oh, it's Saturday, like, this is exciting. And so I just grew up, like, Watching all those videos, all like it was every Saturday, man. Like he just always did that, or he'd be playing vinyl, or just doing a bunch of stuff. But my parents just love music; they really, really, really love music. And every vacation we went on as a kid always revolved around going to a show. Um, So if we were going to say Florida, you know, we were going to go see Aerosmith or something. You know, my parents really they loved going to concerts. Like growing up, and they wanted to take me and my sister into that and. I'm, like, forever indebted to them being, like, so, like, I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time, but that is absolutely what, like, contributed to my love of music, was going and seeing people play it and appreciating it, appreciating different styles, different genres, um, and my parents don't play any instrument, they don't have any musical skill at all, but they just love, they just love it, like, the, till still to this day, I'll call my mom and be like, hey, yeah, what do, you know? What are you and Dad up to? They're like, oh, we're going to Vegas next week. We're gonna go see so and so. Like, they still go to shows, and they're both they're in like their late sixties, like you know, mid, mid to late sixties, and they just <laughs> they still love going to shows. And they, and the cool thing is, is like my mom loves like really modern bands. Like she was like obsessed with um, them you sort of like a day to remember. They're yeah. like a pop yeah. punk band. Like she loves them and oh, listens to them awesome. all the time, and. And like loves Foo Fighters, and it's just like super funny to watch them like discover new music, and they're like we'll have conversations like, "Oh, have
0: you heard of this band?" And like <laughs> it's just awesome.
3: It's just so funny. Um, and that like kind
0: of like that breaks the mold a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, it does. People seem to settle into their exactly musical style. At exactly, some
3: point. yeah. And so they they love it, man. They, they obviously they're you know the '80s and '70s and '80s are their bread and butter for sure, but. Um, but I've seen so even just with my dad, I've seen so many concerts. Like I went and saw Rush, um, like two, two or three times. And it was like amazing just seeing Neil Peart drum, like just uh, just check that off the bucket list. Like it was amazing. And, um, so it started a lot with then. Um, and then I started playing guitar. Um, the school that I was going to, they did an after school program. How old were you when you started? 10. Yeah. So I started playing guitar when I was 10, um, bought this really crappy epiphone the starter pack like the acoustic one like you could get it like guitar center for like and i think it even came with like a little yeah like a gig bag and everything yep and you felt like super awesome amazing it had like the zip up like case and everything (laughs) such a good deal exactly yeah and you're just like (laughs) living in cloud nine um so i took it and uh my mom was like hey they're doing you know guitar um Cause that was kind of right when I got out of sports. I d- I really didn't like sports, uh, like watching it or even talking about it until probably like you know four or five years ago. Oh wow! Like to the degree that I love it now. That's amazing. It was a slow progression. There might still be hope for me. Yeah, dude. And it's <laughs> no. the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. It just it came out of nowhere. Like I was just like I just love sports. Like <laughs> all the, it was like all of a sudden it was just and I play basketball now like fairly regularly and nice. Like it's something I love doing um but back then man i just did not give a crap. yeah didn't did not care um and so my mom was just kind of thinking like i need to get this kid into something because i'm sick of him being home all the time mm-hmm. and i never was the biggest video gamer like i played like quite a bit but I, it never really interested me um even like first person shooter games like all of my friends were like yeah, halo and all this stuff and it's just like i just don't care about yep, that stuff yep, like i don't know well. why like
0: first-person shooter yeah so just then. it sounded so yeah. stupid and
3: I but i would like because they're my best friends i would literally sit and watch them play for like four hours and so you just that's Dude, just it was that, that you guys is, too oh yeah yeah isn't it funny do, like you Tim, think you think you back wanna, about it do you now play multiplayer
0: do you, games with no story whatsoever <laughs> well for six hours straight but no if we play a game that has a narrative arc that is intriguing <laughs> and moving then maybe like Legend of Zelda, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Tim, do you want to do you want to go play? Uh, we're gonna have a Halo party.
1: Yes, I want to come play with you guys and get killed. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like...
2: It's literally- <laughs> and it's and the
3: people that ask you, they just want more people to play with. Like right, they right. couldn't care if you're good or not. <laughs> yeah, right. and Thank the saying, Lord they can connected can through in the internet, so
1: we yeah, don't have to really deal really with them.
2: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's dude. Thankfully,
3: oh.
1: they they the internet took care of. Them. They connected all of them <laughs> together. <laughs> it's crazy. It's true. It's crazy. It'll stop bothering us.
0: Um. So then that was your thing. Yeah. You yes,
3: it. Well, so like I. Yeah, I just never, never liked a lot of video games. You know, I played a little bit, but it, like
0: first person Cheater was just yeah. Were there what games were you into?
3: Oh, well, I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up. Uh,
0: I never played that,
3: dude. Budokai, man, fantastic <laughs> game, fantastic, it's great storyline. Yep, yeah, dude, fantastic storyline. You ever I, replay it? Um, so, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, but I like I watched it growing up and everything, mm-hmm. and then obviously like skateboarding games. Like I loved yeah. I. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 was, like, the go-to for me. Um, Pokemon. Loved Pokemon. Mm. Did you guys play Pokemon? Uh,
0: I played the cards.
3: The cards. Oh, did you actually, like, play, like, duel and stuff? Like, uh, or did you? But,
0: well, we weren't allowed to have the cards. Okay, so you. I secretly played. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jesus hates Pokemon. Yes. That's, that's funny. <laughs> that's because in like, the Bible. So, like, when Jesus the whole. the is racist, definitely. Like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> when the whole, like, first generation cards came out, like, you guys were playing. All the like the first yeah, so the my first run had ones them and
0: I got to play with them. I never so interesting
3: because every like I remember when they came out and I bought them too. But like I felt like a lot of kids, um, and this is a foreshadowing because I used I actually like ended up playing way later and got really into it and like played in leagues and stuff. Oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But back then, like you just I didn't care. Like I, I just wanted to have the holographic card, oh. the Charizard, or the Blastoise, or whatever. <laughs> and then, um dude, it was the weirdest thing. And I'm gonna bring this back, but like in sophomore year, like I went to just like a little hangout with some friends, and like uh, like four people were playing. Like, and it was kind of the newer generation stuff. I'm like, you guys playing Pokemon? Like, what the crap? And I'm like, dude, it's like a chess game. That's what one of the kids said. I was like, (laughs) no, it's not. You're playing Pokemon. Like, let's be real here. Kid you not. I left with a deck that <laughs> night. <was> like, <laughs> I
2: gotta do this.
3: this is amazing. And, it, and funny enough, one of my friends that um, I started uh, playing some shows with and doing stuff with, we were talking about, like, randomly talking about it. And I had a specific deck that was, a, uh, it was like a Machant flag on deck. And it was like tailored specifically to beat these other types of decks that were in the league. And we we're like, I forget I think he said something. He's like, Yeah, I don't I don't think you probably don't know anything about this, but I've been building decks and trying to get this stuff together. And I was like, Pokemon decks? And he's like, Yeah. And then we just like Friends went forever. for like three hours just talking about it. And we just we played the other night again. For I hadn't played for like six years. Oh and it was just God. like it was, a good game. It's, it's it was actually fun. very intriguing. It's super it's like, fun. Yeah. And like it all together. It tickles goes together. The brain like chess, I think. It does. It does. It does. Um, but that was all that was all kind of before super into those stuff. And then um when I was ten, after school program, uh I went all of elementary school and in fifth grade they started doing guitar classes after and uh so I brought that crappy epiphone and you know started I think the first song I learned was Brain stew by yeah, Green Day, the Dan yeah, it, Dan it, Dan it. Yeah. And um just doing power chords for the first time, you're just like, I can't do this, man. Like, <laughs> this is too hard. And um, looking back, because I actually learned how to play traditional chords in high school, which, like, that's a huge gap.
0: Like, Ten to high school. Ten to yeah, high school. Because yeah, yeah. you were doing a lot of, ta- like, Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, like lines. And, and I got super into metal music for mm. probably a good, like, seven to eight year period, like, very into metal. Wow. And, like, every subgenre and everything under the sun. And just wanted to play metal. And so, started playing, you know, when I was 10, got bored, got into metal, got an electric guitar, just shredded all the time, just wanted to play everything. Yeah, and just loved, I grew up just going to shows, like, probably around, I think seventh grade was my first show that I ever went to, like, kind of by myself with, like, with a friend, and just grew up in the Tucson metal scene, and, um, like, went to shows every week, and... Was like super like I had my show friends, like it was just this whole other universe of like belonging and whatnot. And um and I didn't grow up in a Christian family, so it was like, you know, tribal mentality, you know, like this is my tribe kind of a thing. I found and my people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so just was a part of it, played in bands, was a screamer for bands and what? Yeah, I didn't man. Know that. Yeah, dude. Just a total I loved everything about metal and I loved playing it and um, going into high school all that stuff man so I, I yeah honestly through all of high school just shredded bought like a half stack and just had like the hugest amp and just you know wanted to learn how to play all these songs and play with all these bands and um and but honestly really just played in a lot of garages and we're like we're gonna do this we're gonna make it happen and then it would just <laughs> fall apart because everyone was smoking weed and yeah, yeah drinking and you know just being a kid but um but uh, yeah, so it was that was kind of what I grew up in, and then uh, yeah, honestly, that's when I, when I went to Australia was when I got introduced to like Boney Bear, and even right before that was like Blind Pilot, and
0: in Australia was six.
3: That was like yeah, six or seven years ago. Yeah, so um, I think I I started leading worship in high school, and you know went to youth group and and whatnot, and that's when I started singing and you know trying to figure out like hey, could I do this? And you know, I really like music and. Started singing and started doing the worship leader thing. as so
1: as a youth group, your intro to uh
3: church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was yeah, it
0: because there were cute girls there.
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's speed <be> fully on. <laughs> and you had a guitar. Oh and... yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Winning. <laughs> well, it's, it was funny
3: actually. I I showed up to youth group. It was it in like seventh grade? I showed up to youth group in like the most skate looking clothes ever. Like. I had this baker hat that was like tipped to the side. It was camo. I, my friend still laughs. He just still teases me about this. I had this buttoned, buttoned down like white shirt that was like right here. <laughs> and off. then like Yeah, and then like this like this weird skate shirt with like blue denim jeans that I were like kind of flare, flared flared out kind of right here. And then the big old Etnies or DBS yeah. shoes. Yeah. That was me, man. So I showed up in that like I'm the baddest mother here. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah totally ready to like what's up losers like (laughs) just like thought i was the yeah exactly so that was that was seventh grade brian it was good times um and yeah so that was my intro into youth group and then started going to church and the classic you know go to the camp get you know the church high like jesus like give you (laughs) everything Man, you're just like screaming at the top of your lungs and crying, and yes. then like then you come back to reality. Like
0: we've never done that. No, yeah, no, times. I,
3: I haven't done that either. <laughs> like, isn't it hilarious? Oh, it's my just gosh. the it's so the fun true. cycle. It is,
0: you know. Um
3: So
1: but. I only went. Well, I did do the we, Waterville data church camp once. That was like that.
0: And I never went to Water.
1: I went to Barragel. Mm -hmm. And I just went for the girls. I learned that, like, oh, I could go to a camp with, like, none of my family's there. And I was like, oh, I can be my own person. (laughs) That was, like, the first time I realized, like... That's hilarious. I was like, none of my family. Because at first I was, like, devastated. We always went as brothers or something. Or, like, friends. And I was like, oh, nobody's coming with me. I'm so scared. And then I was like,
0: I get to do whatever Yeah. It's like this first experience of, like... oh this is cool <laughs> I can test out myself exactly
1: people. yeah and I was the most popular kid that year yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's winning winning, I like, like, winning. yeah because they would do at the end of the year they would do like these like you you ask a girl to this thing
0: oh yeah yeah and these I these girls were there.
1: asking me and I was like no I'm not tying I'm not getting tied down here Just <laughs> <laughs> try I'm to not- do me guys <laughs> come on <laughs>
0: I will pick. <laughs> no, I was like, I can up. commit to anybody. No, yeah, yeah. Right, I'll flirt with everybody. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. Uh, well, Bearkell was interesting in that it was a super Baptist camp. That what does a
3: Baptist camp look like?
0: Wasn't very good at building up. At least when I went, although I never went in high school. Uh, high school was the best. Um, it was the just pinnacle
3: just of like worship, where someone went from this to this, <laughs> basically, and then they went right Whoa, back down. No, I just, I just <laughs> wouldn't put your hands
1: up
0: at all. <laughs> yeah, the emotional build-up towards the like I give you everything yeah. was very. It, oh, it was yeah. very
1: classical. They only played with pianos. Yeah, oh, like, okay. that was like I was it like the worship starts, and preaching. Someone like, starts like tapping super... their feet, and everyone's
3: like, "This guy's a man." Oh yeah, man. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Step
3: away from him. Shh, quiet, <laughs> yeah. calm down. Yeah. There
0: was definitely that feeling in that chapel room. Oh just yeah, like quiet respect. I gotta be oh, quiet. Reverence. We call it, it's
3: okay. reverence, guys. Come on, reverence. come on. Yeah, let's reverence. revere our Lord. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that
1: was that was straight up. That was a good time, though. Yeah, that was a good
0: time. But there were other other care. experiences like that, definitely. Oh yeah, I, I went remember. To so yeah, a couple of different retreats we did. We ended up going to like those passion conferences a couple of times post. When? Uh, what I, years? It would have been probably ten years ago. Um, you were probably too young, uh, but I was probably 22, 23, So that yeah, about ten years ago. And um, dude, do you, you went because they those. started doing them. Like
3: right around, like were those the first uh, couple ones that you went to?
0: Yeah. So well, not the first couple. We when I did them, they did them in Nashville.
3: Oh, now they're all now in no. there. Yeah, Atlanta, or, or like that. they do some in like Texas sometimes. Yeah, I went to the I think it was like twenty eleven or something, twenty ten, something like that.
0: But the the one super gem out of that was like the they would do you know after the main event they would do late shows with up and coming bands. In different venues around whatever city they were what? in. What? That's awesome. Yeah. And that's where uh Kate and I discovered the Family Force Five.
3: Oh yeah. at the
0: time we were like, what the hell is this? I still have still have
1: a signed drumstick. Yeah. From them from so Family their, Force their, Five.
0: Their show experience I <laughs> Was think it's a awesome? lot
1: but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it
0: their show experience was so good i've uh maybe a we, we had a bunch of cds in here um and who has oh. CDs anymore? boom yeah. don't, boom. don't boom. name any of those boom them. boom,
2: <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Oh, no there's oh,
1: literally like three albums of family <laughs>
3: force five we got some fuel here that's yeah. some that's good oh creed oh good lord <laughs> hey okay fuck, okay 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 hold on hold on hey no harry there was a time when Creed was great. They were. Okay? I will honestly even go I out on a limb here. I I'm I am, I am risking <laughs> my credibility. not anymore. But I remember when I loved Nickelback. I remember it.
1: You can get out. <laughs> I do.
3: Okay. Silver Side Up, like, This Is How You Remind Me, great song. It's still great, man. I still listen to me. I used to listen to it with, with my mom back in the day, man.
0: I woke up the other day. I can't remember <laughs> And the
3: puked name. to the name Nickelback. No,
0: no. no. <laughs> I woke up with a Nickelback song and I don't remember the name. <laughs> I just remember the one Look line. at this photograph. nope, nope. It was uh we I just wanna be big rock stars. Nope. It's uh what was the name of it? Now I mean Was it watching. a deep track? Yeah, it was one of those <laughs> Deep cuts. I like pants around your feet.
3: Oh, dang! Yeah. Too deep.
0: That was, that was a good Nickelback. Deep phone. cut. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I am so embarrassed that I've naming that. But man, I used to get. Oh, Down dude. to that.
3: So no, man. Creed. Creed. Creed Scott bosses. Stapp's
0: signature is in one of those. Oh. Yeah. All right. Not that that matters at right. <laughs> No. The other day we were—it was probably six months ago—we were like, "Why do we have all these CDs?" Let's look at what we have. Here. Man,
3: there's some goodies in here, though. And
0: this is this is what we are like. We'll probably never listen to these albums again, but it's too nostalgic to actually throw good away. Good Charlotte. Yeah.
3: That's a gold one, man. Yeah. That's but a great album.
0: Jennifer Knapp. Knapp. She was she was good. Yeah. Um. It's good, man he old this,
3: anyways. Yeah, I used to, dude. I, I remember. Did you ever get into like Lincoln Park? Oh, you guys like Hybrid Theory when it came out? Dude. I used
1: to get create a soup. I used to draw for hours just listening to Lincoln Park. Dude, draw? They're... Can you talk closer to Ah, uh, Yeah, I used to draw. Yeah. Oh, just hours. Just, Duh, I loved them so dude, much. they were
3: amazing, man. And
0: then I don't know if this was past high school or not, but when Lincoln Park and Jay Z did their thing, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was...
3: Did you listen to the album? Like right at like it was directly after Hybrid Theory came out of reanimation. Yeah. Where it had the tran the Transformer looking guy on the cover. Yep, yep. Dude. That is one of my favorite albums. Uh, it's hybrid fantastic. Theory still my, yeah, my, the pinnacle it changed everything, dude. Yeah, it did so much for music. Like especially in that whole scene. Like Gosh, now I just want to
2: listen to. There's it. so <laughs> many. Seriously,
3: there's so many bands that came up and like they say like that number one influence was Linkin Park. They changed so much of the music oh, yeah. landscape. Thanks. Man, it was it's such amazing. such a cool time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like blessed that I was alive when it came out. Like that's how did much you ever I revere it. I never did. Me neither. My parents did. Yeah, you're they went and saw Lincoln cool. Park. Yeah, I told you. Seriously, they. I still am just like, you guys are ridiculous. Did you ever
1: listen to Amberlynn? I
3: did. Amberlynn. Yeah, I went, through the, I, went through the Amberlynn I, phase.
1: No, I'm like, they're still one of my Still, friends. you're still into still that one that of my favorites, cool. and I was so Dude, happy. I was listening they just, to Feel Good Drag just the other day. Again. Feel Good Drag? Yeah.
3: You know that song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So
1: yeah, they just started playing again. but They haven't played well, They, again. Oh, they really? just haven't played together. Yeah, and I just was on their Instagram, and they're like, yeah, we're playing some shows, a few shows, and I'm like, Oh, uh, uh, I like, have to go. I've dude, never seen them. I've
0: that's seen them crazy. A of times.
3: Oh, I hate you. So did you guys get into like like Emery and like all those Emory's. bands? Yeah, I did. You know I get to really, listen to some like tooth and nail bands and stuff. I like
0: the, I would listen to Emery. Who I loved was Chevelle. I don't know.
3: Dude. Uh, oh, Chevelle what? was amazing. What <laughs> yeah. the
0: hell? I know it. I still have that. Wonder CD. What's
3: Next uh, is one of the greatest albums <laughs> ever. I love yeah. that Like so the title that. track, I used to listen to that on repeat every day, man.
0: I'm trying to remember. It was so good. that one.
3: Yeah, which CD? Wonder What's Next.
0: Yeah,
3: it's Wonder What's Next. That's the title track. Then I'm thinking. Oh, like How It Goes? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the...
4: Actually, it hasn't been. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's like the heavy bass. But, dude, the red. Send the Pain Below. That's the Yeah, that song was sick. The music video was awesome. You remember? Did you ever see the music video? Yeah. Like, the snowboarder, like, I remember watching it. Um, did you guys grow up with, like, cable TV and stuff?
0: We did not. Okay. We grew up with no TV. Because there was, <laughs> dude, that's,
3: so, like, Fuse was, like, a big music channel, and they would always play independent music, and that's how I had learned so much about the music that I love, or that kind of grew up loving, and then having an older sister that was into a lot of stuff, where she would just be, like, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, but I kind of discovered Chevelle on my own, which I was, like,
2: yes, yeah, finally. Part, yeah. yeah, it was,
3: like, the first oh, big one. Man. And then it was like, it was so funny. The first CD I ever got was Aaron Carter, like Nick Carter's son from, or Nick Carter's little brother Aaron from Car- Backstreet Back oh, Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like total boy man. And then the next CD I got was Chevelle. <laughs> so it's just like, I really made a good but, leap, but you know? Options, yeah, options. exactly. Um, but they do the next several years. That's like all I asked for for Christmas. Cause like, you know, either yearly or like bi-yearly, they'd come out with a new album. Man. Like, that's all I want, you know? Yeah. And like, dude, they were great. That next album, the, with uh, the clincher do you remember yeah. that song dude i the i remember playing that that cd on christmas and being like this band can do no wrong and i saw them live and everything were so I good get to see them it dude great. it was it was great man i love chevelle i was just having i was talking to my friend about it the other day too like i kind of then i went back and listened to them and was just like man this stuff is still so good <laughs> like it i is.
0: love it man. i listened to the sun below the Pain Below album, yeah, which I can't remember. Is that the
3: name it's, of that? It's called Wonder What's Next. Wonder What's yep. Next. That's right. Yeah. With I, that, it's like that glass breaking yep, yep. on the cover. Dude, it just looked badass, man. I just remember looking at that, and I was like, this is rock. It's this like rock
0: is the thing.
3: So good, man. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
3: <laughs> you can just keep going, man. Did you guys ever get into, like, um, like what was Amberlin kind of, like, the hardest, or, like, Linkin Park, like, the hardest that you guys kind of went with that genre, or did you... Ever get into like screaming stuff or?
0: There was uh there was one screaming band that I listened to pretty consistently.
1: I have like a really bad thing with like music of like I I had don't remember song titles I don't remember You're just this like... album titles. I was into like downloading everything. I probably yeah. had a library of thirty thousand songs, <laughs> right, right. and I removed I removed it all. But like I. Did you guys have like LimeWire and stuff? Yeah, I did the LimeWire thing. LimeWire was sick. Yeah, <laughs> like I just downloaded everything. Oh, same. It's like, That's oh, where...
0: decent song. I'll download the whole yeah. album.
3: Yeah, and it's then so I'll never, I never listen figured to it. it LimeWire? Like,
0: like, yeah, like I would. Like, 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 how to
3: get which one? Which file was the reliable one? No,
0: like how to ever just how to download rip anything? It. Oh, okay. So when <laughs> iTunes actually was a thing, I was like. Yeah, my bank account can disappear now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude, those first like few years of iTunes, though, it was like yeah. you spent so much money on music. It's crazy. I did. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't. I but would. I felt. I know I got into some like pretty um, heavy screamo bands, but I couldn't. I yeah, couldn't, yeah, tell, I mean, you couldn't tell you what, tell you, what yeah. they were yeah.
0: I
3: like yeah. that genre.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, It yeah. just like wakes up a uh, angst. Was, that's Copeland. right. Angst.
3: Was Copeland
0: the man? Named Copeland was, Copeland was in. They, they
3: were, were on uh, Tooth and Nail Records, which is the same that Amberlynn was on, but it was a bit. It was a bit softer. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe
1: not. Yeah. 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 It yeah. Feels
0: with somebody well. else.
3: Yeah. So.
0: Do you do you ever get down to the Pod? I did. <laughs> I loved to dude so much. Dude, uh, what was that like? Um, South
3: Town. Wow, what's the song? It's like. I feel so alive. <laughs> alive. That's yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs>
0: What's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Daddy. Hi. Hi. How was Nini's Hi. house? Good. This is Kayslyn and Haven and Kate. And this is Brian. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. <laughs> I love you, girls.
3: Yeah, I was penguin?
0: Classic song. POD. Yeah.
1: First CD I ever bought was. I think it was the first and last CD I ever bought. Um, but it was, de- it was DC this, Talk.
0: going to download oh, DC
2: line. Talk. DC oh,
1: Talk man. was the first CD I ever bought. I bought the CD and I went, this is the dumbest technology I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I just refused to buy other CDs. It's hilarious. I, fi- I figured out the Even internet. back then, you're
0: like, this is dumb <laughs> No, crazy. I, I hate uh, CDs. I heard like, of right? wow. cassettes. That's yeah. That was my first album. Was, uh, uh, the cassette DC tape? Talk cassette. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. You're so
3: old. That's crazy. No, no,
0: it was uh, Newsboys going public.
3: No. Just, uh, See, that was always the fun thing for me was that because I didn't grow up in a Christian family, I missed all of the,
0: the super
3: Newsboys, DC Talk, yes. Third Day or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, all those kind of stuff. So it's funny hearing like people be like,
0: no, that's all I listened to. Yeah. You know what
3: I mean? Like, that all I'm just I like to, That's yeah. all we had. That's crazy.
0: Newsboys, DC Talk, Petra. That's crazy, man. Somebody else. White like it, horse,
3: sound, it sounds, it sounds like, I, and I like obviously I'd gone back and listened to him. And I, I got exposed to it later, and I could right. see the appeal. Like later on, especially when you're like just become a Christian, you're like these bands are awesome, this man. Is great. Yeah. yeah, but I back, I'm like, Dad, thank you for showing me Led Zeppelin.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like
3: you're, you the man. You handed me some yes. musical foundations. Yes, you really, really out. did. You did me a solid. Amazing. Yeah. There's this
0: great podcast called Good Christian Fun oh yeah and they do they review christian pop culture and really try to explain it to the secular world which is hilarious that is I still I'm not listen i gotta listen to that dude. one it's so dude okay now appropriate. that we're on the
3: subject like it, it's so funny that you know if you have like chris tomlin like the mm-hmm. the go-to like yeah that's the guy man it's the worship the leader yeah but isn't it so funny that Christian music is the only thing where you can take someone else's song and pawn it off as your own? No problem. Isn't it crazy? Like, think about if Chevelle released a CD and then someone like released the CD the, like under their name, it would be an outrage. But then, like, in Christian music, there's like this pass where and it's not like, not just
0: one song, but yeah. like, over the course of five or six albums, isn't how it crazy many of your songs are actually, are actually were your yeah. Tomlin's song? Yeah,
3: exactly. Because <laughs> and, and it's so funny because like the Christian nerds would be like, yeah, but like, disband like wrote it first and you're like why do you even know that <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's the even funnier thing it's just like yeah got no time on your hands guy oh
2: my gosh <laughs> but so. it's
3: it's so funny that it's just kind of an ex you can excuse it because if dude if that happened to me i'd be like man that's just weird you yeah. know but it's this kind of unsaid unspoken thing and maybe it's because it's like worshipful so everyone's like ah it's cool but t- yeah but worshipful. at the same time it's still weird
0: so you're still leading worship off and on okay yeah 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 because yeah, you came out and you yeah, did yeah, stuff yeah. At, at farmhouse yeah yeah, yeah.
3: so I'll, i still do some stuff and you know if if i get asked you like i'll i go to a church in in detroit and sometimes i'll lead worship like once every couple months kind yeah. of a thing and then we do we do pretty like chill like there's there's like 12 of us on staff at the base in in detroit and so we'll still do stuff like during the week just a That's couple cool. songs kind of a thing um so like even some of the stuff that i played at farmhouse we do like a lot of that kind of stuff so but yeah it's fun man there's it's 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 funny because i actually i don't listen to a lot of worship music but i kind of have to by default to kind of keep stuff going and and when you get into enough of a rhythm you kind of like have those songs like in the back you're right the library yeah exactly exactly and even with like playing bar gigs or something you have like all the cover songs in the back and you just pull them out and so it's it's nice having that brain um to be able to do that and um oh man yeah dude it's the classic man you just pull them out
0: yeah so, so you're I assume your writing style doesn't sound very Chris tomlin
3: Uh no, it doesn't.
0: It's uh, <laughs> you don't put up a dartboard of phrases. I don't. I don't. You throw know, things at <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <and laughs> figure out what your next song is going to be. It's so funny, man.
3: It's like, really. I like. I, it's. <laughs> well, I actually will go and listen to his like latest singles and yeah. actually like just laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like no, because it's just, I'll it's test crazy. them out
0: and just see every once in a while. It's like wow.
3: Still doing the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And they're also building a pretty amazing like he's he's built a life for himself around it. Isn't it crazy? And so you go like he you, could release
3: a, one single a year and be fine.
0: Yeah. He's he's striking a chord with some oh yeah. A group of people. Oh, where, it's the middle
3: aged mom who drives the minivan.
0: Yeah. Well, I know That's, some dudes who are all in on really? it too, though. Like just loving the town. That's like, news to me, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting.
3: We we walk in different circles. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Why do you think people like... I don't know. Like it.
3: I don't know. Maybe, and maybe it's just you stick to what you know, or you don't want to.
0: So you get some of I've, that nostalgia I was raised in.
3: Yeah, and I think, I'll be honest, like, I, I think I've always been kind of like a, kind of a bit of a rebel, like a little bit of like a, kind of want to rustle feathers. Like a or, boy? Yeah, you want to, you <laughs> kind of want to push against the grain, I guess, and so when like that new song or something would come out. that would sound like just a little bit different, you know, when Gunger started doing stuff, it yeah. was like, "Gunger is awesome. He's the best. Yeah, exactly. So when Beautiful Things came out, you know, I was playing that song, um, doing it in, in church and stuff, and people were like, who is this band? And, you know, you feel like the up-to-date Christian of just like, oh, it's Gunger, it's, you know, it's this band. <laughs> it's They're, just this thing. It's just this thing. It's pretty cool, you know. And But, like, now it's, like, the complete opposite. Like, I'm just trying to find people that inspire me to write, you know, and so – but I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. You know, even I'll just talk to people. Like all they listen to is worship music. Like that's literally it.
0: The one. And
3: like I work with people. That's all they listen to. Yeah. Literally. I feel so
0: unhealthy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like no joke. Like they will play. Will like just put their laptop and play it for hours and just go on. And they know all the words to the playlist of songs that they don't even know what's next. But it comes on, and it'll be like the. 12 minute Bethel version where, oh, you yeah, know, it yeah. just keeps going with
4: the la and
3: you're like, <laughs> it's like a lion King soundtrack. And it's, it's just so, it's hilarious, you know, oh,
0: but yeah. it's the, you know, I've been to that service. Oh
3: yeah. 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 Did you, did you go to Bethel in Reading?
0: No, I mean I'm,
3: like, like that. So that. our
0: parents, they, uh, it was super crazy. Like they bought a old <clears> church <throat> building, um, like, Recently at a auction, oh, no. 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 Okay. <laughs> it was the same day I got struck by lightning, <laughs> it struck by lightning and burnt to the ground. So that's oh. how good, wow. and holy that space was.
1: <laughs>
2: Wait,
0: are you actually? Are you,
1: like, no okay. It, it was, got struck by lightning, it has nothing to do with it, <laughs> okay, it has everything okay. to do with nature. I'm it's like it was a tall steeple, <laughs> like, it
0: did get struck, it's insane, burnt to the ground. Yeah. it's like back to the future. Um, but it actually, I think I heard. It, it started. Our first service was the first service of IHOP. Oh wow! And then seven years later, it burnt to the ground. Which that's crazy. When you're in Pentecostal world, oh, yeah. numbers the numbers and... seven. Oh yeah, and the numbers. The world the number number seven. The number seven. Oh yeah, yeah. numbers yeah, it man. Wasn't even seven.
1: It was ended up like if you actually go back, it was hey, like eight years Hey, hey.
3: let's.
0: <laughs> okay, Don't sorry. the spirit.
3: Yeah, come on, man. We're like he's flowing right now. Just too, let him do his thing. Many,
0: too many, stories. Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the um, subtle
3: rebukes were and, the best.
0: And g- <laughs>
3: <laughs> can we just? Can we just? Can we just hang here for a moment? He's he wants to do something.
0: He wants to do something.
3: I gotta, I gotta go.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but it it took on a very Pentecostal flavor, which was really cool and formative at some points. And then at some points, you're like, this is weird and. I think I'm gonna go figure figure out what else I can do on a Friday. Yeah, they did Friday night services. Okay, um, but it was uh, it was interesting. Oh yeah, It was a really interesting space to be in, dude. It,
1: yeah, and it formed like the next stage because the they bought it with some friends. Or yeah. some friends, and, and it's uh, turned into this really. And cool it's, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's formed so their heart was, ended up being like they just want to help people who do to do ministry.
3: Yeah, so they That's they cool.
1: turned into or kind of an organization business okay. that uh, okay.
0: Like they've run one thing, event.
1: Yeah, they did. So one thing was spread. They were trying to network out into a bunch of small state events. Okay, and so okay. like, THP Ministries did put put on supplied majority of all the equipment and so facilitated the, a lot of. The so stuff. are
3: you guys still in the Pentecostal theology? <laughs> I'm really curious I mean, actually. I want to hear, I want to like, hear.
0: It's fun to talk about the times <laughs> and uh, make fun of Well, myself. it's funny because
3: I feel like people have different definitions and understandings of even Pentecostalism because of their experience. If you were to
0: ask me what's the difference between a charismatic and a Pentecostal, oh. I'd be like, I don't actually okay. know off the top of my head. I've heard the difference yeah. a couple of times. I feel
3: like from my understanding, Pentecostalism is to the unth. Like they're just like, you're crazy. All you, t- 90% of what you talk about is the end times. And you are like preaching at me the first two minutes ben, of I I think e- we're
0: probably a little more charismatic. more
3: charismatic. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's probably I've been, where I would. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been in all those worlds. Yeah. I've been in, the, I've been, I've hung <laughs> I out am with
2: all the of these Like such so things. out west. Yeah.
1: And when I was out in um, Montpelier and stuff. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. very Pentecostal. Right. They were all in the
0: Shabba da 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 I like "Shoulda Bought a Mitsubishi." Shoulda yeah. bought a up, <laughs> <Mitsubishi>. <laughs> That's having heard that It has a few more syllables. It's, uh...
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, it, it was an interesting space <clears throat> to, to grow up in. It was like that was the first uh, space, second space that I got to like start preaching and stuff at a young age, which okay. was fun.
3: Yeah, that is um, fun,
0: and probably just made a uh, like i'm uh, steve probably still has those recordings somewhere (laughs) hope (laughs) he burns them you're a
1: prophet harry
0: (laughs) no (laughs) which is really weird like you think about i know it's audio format but you go like i would never want anyone to collect all of my sermons together and and put them in some sort of documentation, then that oh, people yeah. would start listening to them and basically, oh, yeah. and, and like archived. That's what, that's what Paul did. Yeah, he wrote stuff down yeah. and sent it to one person. Yeah, and then that person was like, "Hey, I'm going to share this with everybody." Yeah.
3: Good old tight chickas.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tight chickas. So it's just interesting to like. Yeah, that's a that's a Isn't it crazy? How this thing comes it's, together.
3: Dude, it's nuts. I remember giving my first sermon in youth group and it was like a nightmare. Oh, like you dude, you just I, I just get and I was so passionate. Like yeah. it was it's the new Christian, like
2: I'm you guys don't know you
3: like, come on, like wake up kind of a thing. And yeah. I think I literally just got up and just was shouting and like but I was like excited shouting and I literally I did that for like eight minutes and then which was like, all right.
2: <laughs> I, still, I still
3: had like twelve or like fifteen yep. minutes to go or something. Oops. And was just like I saw a couple of people like <clears throat> like put their head down a little bit because they were like it was
0: so awkward for them to like look <laughs> and but it was just man, it was dude, if I heard that I would that's it would awesome. be a good laugh. But Oh my gosh. Oh dude. So music's your main thing, I think yes. is what we're getting to. That's that's
3: all that to say. <laughs> Music. <laughs> music.
0: What does that look like in life for you?
3: <sighs> um, yeah, yeah. So I'd say probably about three, three or four years ago, I started seriously trying to write songs and, um, really inspired by a lot of singer songwriters. Um, love Bony Bear. Bony Bear is my, my bread and butter go-to of just inspiration. I love all the things that he's done. Um, yeah, I love his whole body of work and, um. More recently, uh, a lot of I love lyricists. We were kind of talking about it. John Mark McMillan, amazing lyricist, doesn't get enough credit, especially by a lot of Christians that are just kind of like, Yeah, he's okay. I don't really like his voice. I'm just like, Dude, do you? you?" Yeah, it's so good, man. It's like rugged oak that is just like tickling your spirit. Um, (laughs) That sounds weird, but it's. Dude, he's so good, man. Like, his lyrics are great. He's a great songwriter, great arranger. I just, I get inspired when you have those two worlds collide of just a great writing and, like, in lyrics and then music. And yep. so kind of went through some trial and error the last four years and am now just getting to a place where I really love the songs that I'm creating. So, Dude.
0: Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So what does, so, I want to try to get a picture. You work at YWAM. Yeah. Is that, like, a full-time gig?
3: Yeah, so... Basically three, three days a week, um, I work property and maintenance. So I right now we're remodeling a house um, to for why for yeah for our staff and students and stuff. So I just do a lot of tradesman work, um, kind of a bunch of different things, framing and drywall and all that good stuff. And so we're right now we're kind of in the finishing touches. So just you know like caulking tile for the sink and stuff and all that random stuff. Just kind of checking the last bits off. And then, um, and then two days a week, I do music,
0: two days music. Mm-hmm. And when you say do music, like what's, what's the, what's the grind of being a songwriter musician?
3: Well, a lot of it is for me personally, um, <clears throat> if I'm getting into, and do you guys do, do you write or do anything creative where you're just like you have to really dig in and dig deep or just spend a lot of hours like I don't know if you have those yeah occasionally I've
0: tried to tried to write some songs but that doesn't usually do it. it's a lot more like I love doing video content okay um, so you
3: do you spend a lot of time editing and yeah 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 so you kind of you get into that work mode right and then you get like just lost in it you're just you know so if I if I kind of start like really chugging and just playing maybe I get a maybe you get you know uh, a melody I when I write a song I I always write lyrics last um so I try to just get a melody and just the basic structure of the song down um and we'll just kind of like scat whatever you know whatever it is and then try to fit the lyrics into those sounded out syllables um and so it gives me kind of a structure to work with and then I can kind of play off that structure and just kind of fill in the blanks um and so sometimes that takes, you know, I might spend a whole day just writing one song or just even one part of a song. Um, but then a lot of it too is kind of going back through the back catalog and just being like, all right, is there anything that I can kind of tweak yeah. anymore? Kind of doing some stuff.
0: But you usually start with like, <clears throat> I'm going to try to make something.
3: Yeah, yeah, And yeah.
0: then you'll revert back to catalog yeah. after.
3: Yeah, yeah. So if if I'm like really, if you just get like, a lot of times I'll, maybe I'll do... Um, I'll just throw together a song or something or a part or half a song. Yeah. I'll record it on my phone. Voice memo app. Lifesaver. Oh, yeah. Lifesaver. Um, and I will let it sit for usually like a two-week period. So mm-hmm. I might listen to it the next day if I still like it. I'll kind of like have that cautionary. Just what was let that? it sit. Go back to it in two weeks. Approach it again.
0: And okay. It, that's like the scat. Just melody?
3: I might have maybe written some lyrics to it just to kind of like give it some here's life. Some yeah, yeah, here's some life. Um, but uh, but more so, it's usually just like scattered melodies where I'm like, no, I still really like that. I want to continue to really give it more time and attention. Um, and it's those songs that tend to be the ones that last that are like after that two-week trial run, I'm like, okay, still like it. Let's do it, you know? So, um, so and then sometimes it's different. You know, sometimes I'll sit for a three hour period and write an entire song and it'll be like the songs that I played for shows and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just sometimes it's it just, yeah, it just, it's like clockwork and it just works and
0: you still like it three. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And you, you'll be writing and like you come up with a line and you're like, that is amazing. And you get super pumped and it's just incredibly satisfying and you convey what you wanted to convey or even more than what you wanted to convey. And it's, it's the best man. I like creating and,
0: like an artist. Yeah, I man. It
3: really it really is. There's nothing, nothing like it. And this is the first time that I've really given music the shot that I'm giving it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm more in love with it than I ever have been. Just creating and wanting to play shows and having the most confidence of being like, no, I'm actually a musician. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I used to even have a hard time throwing around that term word, an artist. or I really don't like the term singer-songwriter because I feel like you just think of happy-clappy- I don't know. The some, high school. Yeah. Coffee shop. Exactly. Yeah. And the classic artist is like a more than that.
2: Yeah. You know?
3: <laughs> like me and Noah Martis will always talk about that. He's like, Yeah, dude, I hate using singer songwriter. Like it's it's that kind of thing. But then you also like that's the best way to brand yourself because it's what oh. is the most relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's this, the most descriptive. Exactly. Yeah. And so um because then you just feel like a loser when you're like, No, I'm indie acoustic. And you're just like, <laughs> What what even is that? No, yeah, <laughs> you're <no>. a singer songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> so um so, yeah, um, but this has kind of been the first time where I'm like, man, I really think that, um, yeah, the abilities that I have are at a good place. And I just, I don't know, I think for a long time, even in Christianity, like f- feeling like that was always the thing that you'd, you know, you got to lay it down and that, you know, you know, that whole topic know, of conversation yeah. and just give it all to God. And, you know, and I've been a missionary for so much of my young adult life so far. And so I think having that kind of constant, cycle and that brain cycle really kind of put everything on the back burner and not that I regret it because um, I think I've been able to do a lot of amazing things and all the experiences that I had have shaped me to who I am today but I do wish I had given it more time a few years ago you know I really, I really wish I would have worked more because now I'm kind of you know I'm, I'm not too far gone I'm only 25 but but I'd still like I always think like, man, what if I started at like twenty? Like, where would I be now? Or like, you know, what would right, right. What would have actually happened? And um,
0: but uh, but so then many as well, people that thought leads yeah. to paralysis. Yeah, totally. No, I, I yeah. should have started when I was should have started. So yeah, I'm not gonna start now. Yeah, exactly. And good for you, man. For yeah, pushing through for
3: pushing through. But but then as well as the the thing is, you know, in the last year, the songs that I've been, you know, last year, year and a half, the songs that I've been really writing that couple that i played at farmhouse are the songs that I'm really like, man, it took me this long to write that song. So you I don't, I don't regret it. it. Yeah. Don't regret it at all. So, um, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool having that, that kind of, background and and pursuit and i'm just i'm just hungry man i want to create and i want to play shows and i want to create music that people want to listen to that's always the thing is would i listen to this and i think it's a hard thing because you're always like do i have a good music taste is that too egoic of you to actually say like would i listen to this you know what i mean like (laughs) as if you're the music expert but um (laughs) but i i I don't know i generally think that you kind of you can pick up stuff and that's how i equate people man like noah noah and um my friend jean who I can, I'll show you guys his music after are the, my only two friends that I really listen to their music yeah. because it's that good. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to be for other people. Like I want to no. have music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of, okay. <clears throat> I, I owed him like 20 bucks. So I just kind of had <laughs> that, <to>, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the 20 bucks right there.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he'll yeah. totally not. <laughs> <like that. laughs>
3: but no, man, path abandoned is a great song. Like I still love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll still listen to it and, you know, even giving Spotify plays like is such a big thing. Like the more streams you get, and so I I keep it on all my playlists and try to keep it going regularly. You know, but it's a great song, man. Like he's a great. I still tell people about him daily, and I'm just like, yeah, go check it out. That's um, amazing. So it's it's so good. But even Jean, um, his name's Giancarlo. Um,
2: Giancarlo,
3: Giancarlo Vasquez.
0: Oh man. Um.
3: So shout out to Jean, but he has a project called Vian, V I A N E. And he just released his first single, and it is. Do you guys listen to like Noah Gunderson? Have you ever? It's very Noah Gunderson-ish, and nice. it's great, man. He's he's gonna be releasing an EP soon, and we're doing a West Coast tour uh, next September, October. So we're yeah. planning that right now. And um, but he's dude, he's amazing.
0: And you so. get you're doing a West Coast tour, and then this spring you're doing an East Coast.
3: Yeah, yeah. Me and Noah are doing an East Coast tour. Um, we're doing um. Detroit all the way up to to Boston and then Montreal and then you know we're probably I think we're playing like nine or ten dates in a two week period. And so so
2: cool.
3: So yeah, it's it's still we're still planning it out and pulling some things together, but it's about you know halfway there right now. So it's it's been cool just connecting with people and I don't know if you guys have been to a lot of house show house shows. I've only done one. Dude, they're the best, man.
0: It's interesting. They're really I can't think of an environment that I would rather not play in. Yeah. Because I'm just that church. You yeah. Know, that was primarily my only like place yeah. to play. Yeah. And it's like, eh, you're all going to be here, but to have 20 people sit in front of you who are like, no, we're not here for the sermon. Yeah. We're like here to listen to your exactly. song intimately. It's beautiful,
3: man. Ooh, it's beautiful, me.
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's amazing. I
3: love it because I get to tell stories and have dialogue and people listen and, you're not I dude I hate open mics so much. Mm. I used to play them a ton a few years ago and it's just like
0: it can be a bit of a Oh, it's especially <laughs> if it's
3: like a packed open mic and everyone's just trying to play and no one's actually listening no one's staying and, to hang out. And so you're like this is it's still fun cuz you get to play but you can't even hear yourself in the monitor because everyone's just talking and there's just a yeah, really like a reverence. And house shows, like where people are, like, man, we that want, a good word we it. want to actually be a part of this. It's an environment, and it's a great platform for good storytelling. And so, I think I just, I just love doing that. And it's very, um, I guess, kind of niche and against the grain to really be pushing for that. But honestly, my what I would love, like, dream scenario is if I could do house show tours and charge money at the door you know, a certain amount and then have that actually be, was just what yeah, I enough. do, you know? Right. And there's, there's bands that do that right now that have kind of really taken over that market. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of, um, Pedro the lion or Dave, Dave Bazan.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's like, his model is great. Like he, he only do, works directly with each homeowner and they have a list of people that sign up online and they pay directly to Dave Bazan. So the homeowner doesn't see any He's of that. Sad. Like, it's just yep, a really, yep, yep. Gr- it's a great system and it works perfectly for him. And, you know, it's all done really well, and it's like, there's, like, a list at the door. But there's stuff like that where I would love to do that kind of stuff because yeah. it, it fits my style. And I still – I you know, I played a full band show a couple, couple weeks ago in Pontiac, and it was great. But um, I just love the – yeah, that kind of stillness of – House shows, it's really fun. yeah. There's
0: a qu- uh, reverence. Is yeah, a really interesting word. We're yeah. choosing to be here. Yeah, for this exactly.
3: Like you and I think the real music lover wants to be a part of that, you know. And so music lovers really come to our
0: shows. So it's it cool. was interesting. I definitely do them again. Like, yeah. Uh, Did you host one here? No, it was actually our friends, and it was just maybe a month ago. Our friends down the street. They had a band come in uh, as a couple who travels with their family called Tyler and Jenny. That's cool. And uh, they played a show right down there. Unfortunately, earlier in the day, they had uh, they'd been doing a music video shoot, and someone stole their camera and MacBook. And
2: no, you know, that stuff
0: is super bummer. But they we didn't know that. Like at the show, they didn't tell anybody. And it wasn't until I followed them on Instagram and saw a story about yesterday before our show. It was like, I couldn't have been. I was like, you guys played a show when you just had your everything stolen? Yeah, that, I would have been so Ooh. bummed. Man, but I would have you, been you like. It was interesting. Yeah, that would have been. Man. But the the girl that they had on tour with them, Taylor, she had a voice, man. Yeah. I mean, they were all really, really good, the killer voice. But she was like, her voice was really interesting. That's yeah. cool. But it had that environment of like, hey, You're we're just... all just packed into your yeah. living room. Yeah. Like awkwardly sitting we're too just close together. together.
3: Um, <clears throat> yeah. We're going to listen to this. How, So, what was there? Like 30 people there, maybe?
0: Yeah, probably 30, more like 20. Okay. Uh, yeah. but some, That's a good number, though, man. That's, in that's there. like that. Yeah. It's great, man. And there was that, like, hey, we're going to eat food afterwards.
3: Oh, that's even food better. And Dude, yeah. That's
0: great. It was cool. I would definitely go to them again. And,
3: yeah. 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 It's and it's cool because it's even different. Like I played a a basement show um what's today, Thursday?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I played oh, one on yeah. played one on Tuesday. And um and it was like it was I was telling you, it was like a pop punk acoustic show kind of a thing. And uh there were some actually pretty decently sized like acts there for this area. And um but it was just such a different vibe. Like, everyone was singing yeah. along, and yeah. it was, like, this kind of, like, almost like a rock show a little bit, and I played second, and it was just such an interesting dynamic, you know, because it, it was still a house show, but it wasn't, like, a house show. It was a basement show, and it was more, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah! So, um, but people were stoked, man. It was cool. But um, but I just, I love that that feel, man. Just being in a living room, just, co- like, you know, yeah. just listening to people, and... That's what I would
0: want as a music lover to see, you know what I mean? Like I would love to see some
3: in that format. Like it's great,
0: dude. Like, No, I think through a couple of the bands that I like and go like, man, if I could see them at a house show, that, that is the way to do it. I'd just be so scared to perform at a house show ever. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you,
3: man. Yeah, dude. It's fun. It's, it's really fun. I did a, a tour in May. Um, just went by myself and just booked like a bunch of different houses. And I played a couple coffee shops. That is my there like a website? That was
1: uh, my next question
3: is uh, how,
0: how does one Dude. make up a house tour? I just, I just did it. Like I just tell asked friends.
3: Okay. So, I mean, I, I kind of mapped it out. I have a lot of friends that live in North Carolina and, Tennessee and Georgia, and just all from YWAM, man. Like, or just connections of friends of friends. You know, when you're in ministry for that long, you kind of have those relationships. But then also just random connections where I'd be like, hey, I'm looking for a show in this city. And my friend would be like, yo, ask these people. And like, I had never, I had no connection in Louisville at all. And just hit up this basement show series that they do. And it was amazing. It was like, it was the first um, show of the tour. And it was, like so fun man and it was like such a cool way to kick off like because I remember like being there at the at the tour at the show and like I was the headlining act technically technically and so I was just like and I didn't I don't have any music out or anything I'm just like what am I doing here like this is crazy <laughs> like I, what I'm just I had a couple you know a couple of hats I was selling some hats and some shirts and stuff and just trying to dip my t- my toe in the water per se but do the show and amazing and people loved it and they were so courteous and they sat down and were just like, they loved it. And it was, so like doing stuff like that where you're just like, I don't know, I'm just kind of doing it. You know, I'm just kind of trying it out and no one's going to do it for me. You know what I mean? So I have to do it. Pull and and that's just the, and that's you guys are Enneagram people, right? Oh yeah. So that's the three in me is just, I, I have to do it. I have to get it done. I want to achieve it. I want to make it happen. Um, and so that's for music now I'm a four wing three the three comes in so much for just getting things done and what I have to achieve it. I have to get it done. But, but then if I don't, my whole world falls apart. (laughs) So it's, it's that fun tug and pull, but, um, but yeah, just asking people, you know, going different houses. Um, I played at the back of a record store, which was really fun. Um, but just, just really random places, man. Um, super fun, you know, just kind of threw it together and was out for like two and a half, three weeks. And, um, yeah, and I, even people were asking me like, "Like, are you sure you want to go by yourself?" And like that wasn't the plan, but I just had nobody to go with. You know what I mean? There wasn't. I, I was just kind of doing it. No one and else is going. Yeah, on the house tour. and so and so obviously at some shows there would be bands that would play, that like someone put would put together another act or like a, a whole bill together. But a lot of them were just me. You know, I'd play for thirty minutes to an hour. You know, and just play
0: play some songs and tell stories. and Tell between. stories. Yeah,
3: exactly. That's yeah. the inter-
0: end. That's an interesting piece of that too is going like i'm not here just to to do the song thing i'm also trying to give you uh, some perspective beyond that too
3: the niche that i really want to be involved in and i want to kind of continue to pioneer that even for people that are in my area or that are just maybe that have talent but they're not like going for it and um but even not not to not to brag but even like just even after doing the may tour um you know Kind of getting stuff with Noah, it was like, "Dude, let's do it! Like, let's like you you did it! Like, let's do it together, kind of a thing." And so, just trying to start stuff so that like pave the way for other other people to come oh, under that. You know, that's it. what I'm all about is wanting to make that because people they just stay in this mindset a lot of the time is like, "Why well, I can't do that?" And I'm just like, "Why? Of course you can! It's Like, let's do it." You know what I mean? Like, that's you're so talented. Why are you not doing it? Like, that's, that's always my perspective is like, why would you not be doing something that you're so <laughs> incredibly gifted at? That's Man. just dumb assery. Like,
0: yeah, to not. you
3: know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense in my brain. So when I see people just kind of like, Oh, I don't know this or that, or even like not working as hard to get it done. I'm just like, dude, like, come on, like, let's do it. Like, why are you not doing it? And so I just, it's, I'm too passionate about it to not do it. And, um, and, Get other people to kind of think that way, and so even with with my friend back in Arizona, like he called me up a few days ago and was just like, "Dude, let's just let's do a tour, man." And because I I always dropped it to him, I was like, "So when are we gonna do a tour? When are we gonna do a tour? When are we gonna do a tour? When are we gonna do it?" And he'd always be like, "Oh, I don't know, man. Like I just you know work and this and that." And I'm just like, "Well, I get that for sure, but yeah. like when are you gonna make it happen? Like you're too talented, you know." yeah and- So when he called me, I was like, Gene, I've been telling you this for like a year. And now you're finally calling me. He's like, I know, bro. But like, I just got to make it happen. I'm like, that's right.
0: (laughs) So that's fun.
3: So it's cool. You know, just getting to do that and just wanting, you know, you want your friends to be successful too. Like I want Noah to succeed. I want Gene to succeed. You know, the people that um, are doing amazing things like you want you want them to succeed, you know? And so just getting behind people and celebrating what they're good at and trying to get people to hear them. That's just what
0: I love doing. So that's incredible. Um, anything else that, um, like kind of captures what is the work of doing you being a musician? So you're writing songs, you're planning Mm -hmm. tours.
3: Yeah. Writing songs, planning tours. I mean, I do all my own marketing, which is like, what does that look like? (laughs) I mean,
0: and don't be great question to you tell detail. me <laughs> it's something I think both of us are all oh, interested in so we'll I think figure.
3: I think um I mean I, I work with like basic image editing things so I'll have like a friend do a photo shoot for me which usually is them because that's always the side where I, I feel bad because I can't really pay people a lot of money because I'm predominantly broke yeah. and so um, just
0: missionaries. Ex- exactly. Combo. Like it's, it's
3: a miracle <laughs> I'm that I'm in money here. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so when people offer to do things and they do it like for free or they're just like, no nah, man, I just want to help you out. I'm like,
2: thank you. Yeah, yeah.
3: And so just feeling that someone being your advocate is the best. So I usually have like kind of a, I have kind of a stock of like photos that are just, you know, of like 150 that are just kind of like, we'll take out every now and then for a new show or things like that. Um, and then I'll just do basic, you know, like writing over it, like on like a random, I don't know. It's like the free Apple site that you can, or app that you can get or something. I don't even know what it's called, but, um, but I do all that. I do all my own Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, just trying to navigate it, like even running Facebook and running Instagram as a, like a business page and whatnot is just such a weird concept because it's, you know what I mean? Like you, you want to make it. Effective in communicating what you're doing, um, but then you also don't want to make it like s- like you still want to make it personal, and you still want it to be like feel like people can connect with it. I guess. And so, just trying to figure out the best way to balance that. I don't know. I
1: haven't looked at your Instagram. How I, how would you rate yourself as like Are you good with uh, it? Do you like it?
3: I I'm I'm good. I've been less good in the last like four days because I'm trying to raise eighty five hundred dollars, and I've been like. <laughs> I don't think this is (laughs) going to happen. So then my, my reaction is to withdraw from everything (laughs) and just like give up. Um, so, but I think that's just the, you know, the, the four in me is like the whole world's ending and I just need to go die with it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, but when, you know, predominantly I'm pretty good. I'll, you know, I keep my stories updated and whatnot. And I try to keep, like I went and, because i switched from a personal page to a business page so i kind of like wiped all my old photos and just started putting up photos that were all kind of the same content and trying to make it kind of the same thing and and whatnot but trying to navigate it and yeah stay up to date with it but also little monkey wrench i actually have a flip phone (laughs) so so i use like a cracked like old like iphone like five or something just Wait, to do this... everything yeah it's me yeah yeah yeah
0: that that that's you
3: yeah it's me <laughs> oh,
0: cool yeah oh yeah yeah okay oh yeah yeah, yeah i see
3: it. The... i see it now, see it
2: now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> have you have you just known me as having long hair
0: that's
2: that's so yeah, funny because
3: yeah. th- this is the first time i've grown out my hair since i was in like middle school i just decided to do it like a year ago and really started growing it out again but dude that was my hair for like probably like eight or nine years yeah.
0: or so. oh my gosh that's so funny
3: yeah it's crazy so but yeah it's it's i mean i feel like again social media is also evolving just by the minute and so you're trying to well, keep like, up with it yeah yeah
1: social media is hard um i think it's a you guys talking about this um home model which i've heard for i've heard a long time like i've listened to a couple bands or i've heard a couple bands doing this home by home model but i think it's super interesting that um because i would imagine instagram would be where it's at yeah. for a a musician yeah. for a moment like that's like if you were gonna uh, a place for people to connect with you yeah. and you try to bring that extra value or that like extra connection um but i think in the in the end like um as a year ago when we did one of our first podcasts i told um um told them um one one guy we had on us said 2018 is gonna be a reckoning for social media
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh oh yeah, um and it has been yeah, and I think it'll continue to be that way as far as like um you know everybody's like it's all on Facebook, it's all on Instagram, that's where these are and the reality yeah. these are fads yeah um
3: you think it's gonna continue you think it's gonna fat out yeah
1: yeah facebook isn't that isn't that big it's not mm-hmm. dude, it's very no, Facebook's
3: already on its way out.
1: Yeah, uh, the the actual Which is Facebook crazy. platform, Instagram is kind of gonna do its. Yeah, it's it's, it's We're
3: there right now, but you can even feel that yeah. it's coming out. It's
1: a, it's a if Instagram people don't like Instagram anymore because it's a, it's all your best content. It's not real anymore.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, it is literally well, that's a where I think Stories
0: have saved them a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. Even, it's it's
3: definitely even it's that. Out- still, like people are just like you Just get into the mode now where you just flip through people's stories yeah. and you're just like,
1: and people, there's the awareness skip, skip, skip. now of how yeah, much time that's all people you spend, and then you get
3: done with it and you're like,
0: Why did I do that? Yeah,
1: and then you like <laughs> put your phone down and you
3: go back and then you do the same thing, and you're just like, <laughs> this
1: even and like again, you're as someone that now has a flip phone, um, and the awareness of how much time is spent on yeah. these devices. I mean, it's all coming up all at once, and so, um, yeah, on the end, it it's well, guess what? It's going back to personal connection. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think there is like so. There is a value. The only place Facebook has a value right now is groups. Yeah. Like as a photographer, um, like the only thing I check now is like there's one of our close friends and or one of our friends in Florida started a new photography group, and like I basically wish I could delete the rest of Facebook. And keep that group like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. You have a website. Like that'd be so nice. <laughs> yeah, a website like
3: with a forum. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: we all just hang out here. Yeah. Um.
3: And then I never like even like Snapchat. Like I never even got into that. I, never I, I could into, never
1: figure that app. Out. Never got into
3: Twitter. I don't know if you guys were big into Twitter. Like it's just so funny. Like it's it's a whole another world that you like kind of see from the outside. But Twitter's been around for a while, and like people are still very much into it. But I, it's like a.
0: What are you trying to say in your marketing?
3: Well, that's that's a good question. (laughs) Um, What are you trying to say? Come see my shows. (laughs) Right, right. right. Um, Support me. I think, I think, just trying to, I guess, capture. I don't know. To be honest, I've never really thought about that, which That's is good. which is funny. No, I feel like I w- I should have an answer. It's not but,
0: funny. Like I feel like every I should ask yeah. myself that question. Probably. Yeah, like, what am I trying to say? Yeah, in general.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, and
0: the hard question, I'm not going to
1: actually ask you this question because this question is really hard, and I, like I have a hard time with it. But like, why? Why should I? Come see you. Oh, oh okay. That
3: is a good question. So like and I don't know if I want to answer it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Don't. <laughs> actually, like, don't no, don't feel I, the pressure to answer. I actually that, like do a, feel like I could answer that. And I don't know why. And that's actually, That's really good. That actually feels weird that I know how to answer that, but I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you should come see me because um I think I could actually give you a story. I think a lot of people say that they're storytellers and they toss around that term, but I actually feel like I could give you a story and you would experience it. What story are you trying to tell? Um, I mean, that could just be song by song. That could be like just the basic platform of I'm going to explain to you what this song is, but actually having, trying to work on public speaking and make it actually conveyed in a way where you're engaged and you're actually listening to someone speak, not just like, I'm going to give you the lowdown down of my song. So I did this and this and this and this, but it's actually spoken in a way with right pauses. For dramatic effect, <laughs> good old Dennis Villeneuve.
2: Yeah, um, Villeneuve.
3: yeah um, but trying to actually make it where I don't know—you're seeing someone perform and you're hearing a story. Like you're you're hearing the full expanse of the art of their art. I guess that's the best way I could yeah. describe it.
0: What is? Sorry,
3: <laughs> no, it's fine.
0: I'm like I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Uh, what is the? I don't know how to ask this question. What is compelling? What is the compelling story of you? <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: well. If you want to know, I can actually show you in song form. Yeah, do it. Would you want to hear that? Yeah. We have Beautiful a segue. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best way to answer that. Totally. Um so, a lot of the songs that I've been writing recently have been about random things that have been happening in America, well not random things, they're actually a little, very connected. But as well, um the song that I'm going to play for you is about actually my family um and growing up in Arizona, um, but more importantly where my grandparents lived the last few years of their life and I think I played this at farmhouse um
0: yeah but you didn't tell a story about this I didn't I didn't tell it you told a little bit and then Noah was like there was more to
2: that oh yeah and then he
3: and then he like kind of interviewed me or something I think I think so yeah so um yeah so my my dad uh was in the military he was in the air force and he moved around a lot and actually back up more farther my my dad was in the air force, but his dad, my grandfather was a businessman and, um, worked and ran shipyards in Japan. And so my dad actually went to high school in Japan and then they moved to Hong Kong and, um, did that. And so my dad like was immersed in the business world and traveling and really wanted to get, um, kind of a greater scope on what, how to make that happen. And so joined the air force and Married my mom right before, um, they're both from California. Like my family's from Northern California and, um, started moving around, um, for about 20 years. using the air force. And then he, um, right after he, right, be- right before he retired, uh, my grandparents, they moved from, um, I think they were living in New Jersey at the time and they moved all the way back to kind of the, the West, or the West coast and basically state line, Nevada, um in Northern California, there's a place called South Lake Tahoe. And it's beautiful, um, kind of, yeah. Mountain Lake town. And it's just picturesque. Like you go there and it's like a vacation spot in that area. We grew up going there. We have a lot of family that lives around there. And, um, but right. If you are traveling East, um, in South Lake Tahoe, you basically go over a mountain range. It's this beautiful picturesque range. And then you, kind of just go over this hill and right like at the bottom is this valley. And there's this tiny little town and it's called Gardnerville, Nevada. And my grandparents moved to Gardnerville, um, right after my dad retired and that's where they lived until they died. Um, but the little town of Gardnerville has so much more than just this kind of little plot of land that's just over this valley. Um, my, my grandmother was quite a a big alcoholic. And so she was known for like the, the first thing that she would do when she was wake up, she'd pour herself a glass of wine. And, um, and that wine, it would just kind of stay. And there was, um, it would just kind of linger throughout the day. She'd just fill it, keep, you know, drinking it and refilling it and whatnot. There's this spot in their house, um, where there are all these picture frames on this little platform, And there was one big one right in the middle and that's where she would keep it because she didn't want, you know, if, if we came over to the house, she didn't want us to see it. And so she'd hide it behind there, behind this picture frame. That was all of us. It was actually a picture of her whole family, but she would hide it right behind there. And so, um, and so when we, you know, would go over, um, really the only time I actually went over there, I would see them. and They would come to Arizona, but then we, the only time I went over there, um, was for Christmas one year. And I think I was four or five years old. And, um, and so we kind of, we hung out and, you know, I, I was pretty young at the time, but I still, I really remember being there. And I remember being at my grandparents' house and hanging out and stuff. And, um, but I still, I still even remember like just my grandma; She always had it in her hand. Like it was just always what she had. And, um, and so going on through the years, um, my grandfather, uh, retired from that shipyard company that I told you about earlier. And, um, and he started kind of really getting into gambling and, um, my uncle, my dad's brother, they're about 11 years apart and never really had the closest relationship. Um, my dad was always the, you know, typical oldest, like I'm going to succeed and I'm going to make him, you know, something of myself and I'm not going to, you know, and kind of in opposition to, because my, my grandmother, uh, she was pretty hard on him growing up because she was always drunk. And he's like, I'm never going to drink, you know, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. And, was just like very like, I'm going to do the opposite. And, um, but he was also really close to his dad. Like they were so like, he just wanted to be exactly like his dad. Like it was that really perfect father son relationship. And, um, and then, um, my uncle was kind of the baby of the family. So when my dad left, he was still in like middle school or just starting middle school. And his parents were pretty old, like still kind of raising him and whatnot. And so, um, So when my grandfather retired, my uncle was still living with them and he was 38 years old and he had never really moved out, never gotten a job, really. He was still just kind of living there. And he had a very, very severe gambling addiction as well. And so um, one day my uncle goes out and sometimes they would go together, him and my grandfather. But this day he went out and he actually stole money from my grandfather and he gambled it all away. And it was quite a large portion. And I think it was even part of his mortgage agreement or something, just something insane where it was a large sum of money that he could never pay back ever. And, um, and so someone contacted my grandfather and told him, like, Hey, you owe me all this money. And my grandfather, like he, he was living off of his pension and his retirement and he didn't really know what to do. And so he actually went into the garage and killed himself. And, um, yeah. And so, uh, so it was pretty nuts and my dad had to come, you know, I was like five or six at the time. And he he came all the way to Garnerville, Nevada and kind of like tried to make this whole situation, you know, he, one, he didn't have the best relationship with my uncle and two, he's like the oldest. So he has to take care of everything. And so, and then three, like his dad just died who he is so, so, so close with and like dearly loves him. So he's mourning the death of his father but then he's also like trying to take care of the whole estate. He has to move my grandmother into a nursing home because she can't, she can't take care of herself because she's out of her mind every day. And my grandfather was barely doing that. And then he has to tell my uncle to go like find a job and go find a place. So he's like, he takes on so many roles in this one huge moment that kind of dissipates. And so I wrote a song (laughs) encapsulating all of this. Um, but then also really honoring my dad. And I always didn't really have the best relationship with my dad because one, I think he's still mourning, um, the death of his parents. My grandmother died a year after that. Um, because she was so severely, um, like her liver was destroyed by, yeah. And she literally fell, she fell off a bed and died. It was so, so tragic. And, um, and so like in, just in that short span of time, like I think I resented my father for a long time and really had to work through a lot of just, like, why were you never there? He was, you know, when he retired from the Air Force, he went into missile contracting. He actually sold missiles for a living, and um, which is crazy.
0: As one does. As one does.
3: Um, and so uh, he'd be working for, like, 16, 17-hour days, and I just wouldn't see him. And yeah. um, he actually never told me that um, his grandparents died, I found out from my sister. And so like not having your father actually tell you, or, you know, I kind of had a lot of those things to wear on my sleeve and just like, my dad never told me anything. And yeah. I think he just, after such a tragic event, um, he just didn't really know how to cope with anything and just kind of threw it all under the rug. And he still hasn't talked to my uncle to this day. So I'd actually don't talk to any of that fan, any of my family, except for my, my sister and my parents, Um, because when my grandmother died, there was a huge fight over the will Mm -hmm. and it destroyed everything. And so, so this kind of encapsulates all of that. So that's probably, uh, that's the, that's the long version. (laughs) Um, but this song is called Gardnerville, Nevada. And, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just play it for you. Um.
4: Well, I traced my days back to the ones where I was safe and soft inside the courts. Burton and Company, t'was there I had dreamt tales of mischief and whimsy. Oh, while you were staring at the chaos behind the picture frame, Standing there with your cigarettes while we watched behind the picture frame behind the picture frame
0: Amazing, yeah. So that captures a that probably a lot of that probably tells the story. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot behind that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's funny too because I, um, that's always been the thing that like my family has never talked about, mm. and I'm the only one that has talked about
2: Is it.
4: Naming, but it. they've never heard that song yet.
0: <laughs> there's something really interesting yeah. slash sad slash beautiful slash true. <laughs> like, there's a lot going on just in the idea that we all know grandma is str- like this is she's drinking yeah but we also know she's hiding it yeah and we're it's the act it's the metaphor but then
3: it's the actual truth of she literally is putting a wine glass behind the picture frame but then also like like her vices are destroying the, herself and the family the family yeah. wow yeah so and like that is going to my dad that's affecting him as a father you know, like his, her addiction is you're not shaped just and you're formed ex- in your form. Exactly. A context yeah. And... and it's the, the really s- sobering reality of, um, yeah, that our, our vices, our addictions affect everyone around us. Like, and it's such a selfish thing to think that it doesn't,
0: you know, man. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Shoot. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so, Ugh. yeah, it's a gut puncher. <laughs> yeah.
0: So then what, what would you say – so your grandma used alcohol, it sounds like, mm-hmm. to escape a whole lot, whatever yeah. she was escaping. Yeah. yeah. What would you say your escape is at this point?
3: Ooh. I mean, I think isolation. I think being a four, you know, it's easy to – I read a song that talks about depression and anxiety, which is things that I've dealt with definitely in mental mental health issues. Um, Depressed crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the first line of that song is, I think too much for my own good. Sometimes it's like swollen, swollen wood off the back porch, like wet firewood. Um, And like that encapsulates it for me. Like it just sits, you know, just like when you see soaking wood, it's so useless and you have to wait for it to dry out. And so I think so much like I just kind of stand there or sit there in a useless mindset or a soaked mindset that's not real, you know. And it's hard for me to get out of that. Just you know?
0: letting those thoughts loop and, yeah. loop and loop
3: Yeah. And then you just get new. And then you start thinking like, well, maybe, yeah, people don't like me. Or you start getting these weird cycles of just thinking things that just don't make sense. And it is literally mental illness where you're like, this is not reality of what I'm thinking. But I'm – because I'm going in this cycle, I'm making it become real- my own reality. And um, so even coming – yeah, seeing – like even 2 or 3 years ago like i used to think about um man like people committing suicide like it's crazy but like now being like i could see why someone would do that and not not in the in the way of like this is going to happen but you can like you can see the how it, it just keeps going down that hole like just that cycle of isolation and so i just have to be very like quick to like I need to go like be with people like I need to, mm-hmm. you know, and so you
0: can just get
3: alone. For yeah. Too long. Yeah. But I, I but then it's, it's that thing too, is like you, you kind of start to love that. Like you, lo- you really like that, that place of despair as a, you know, as a four, I, I love being in that place because you want to get out of it, but then you also want to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so it's, it's just that constant cycle of, um, man, how do I, oh, you know, but then when you like in health, you look like, super happy like oh yeah we're great like life is awesome and you just like
0: well and some you know, of that is so. of, like how many people are willing to sit in the tension and yeah in the darkness. totally and so yeah. it's like when you're experiencing yeah. the joy of life like yeah you're the only reason you're feeling it at a level 11 yeah and everybody else is at that yeah, mediocre totally. five yeah it's because you and it's, guys are willing to enter into it exactly yeah
3: and it's hard to explain that to people because there is, there's the aspect. Are oh, you a four? Okay. So there's the aspect of the sadness that you love, and it doesn't feel. It's not daunting. threatening. It's not threatening or daunting or scary. Um, that's why, like, you know, I love dramatic movies, you know, because you relate to it so well, you know. Even like, have you guys seen Manchester by the Sea? Oh, dude. Dude, you just, that, that, if there's a movie for a that's four, sa-
0: that's, that is a four movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, amazon original it is
3: so sad and depressing and i just felt like at peace the
4: world (laughs) after i watched it (laughs) yeah it is so dark
3: (sighs) but it's like that np it's like what you said like people aren't used to delving in that headspace because like i have so many friends that are ones because i my i'm trying to be the one again the one is the reformer. Okay.
0: Hey I, everybody, this is also the accidental Enneagram podcast. Now <laughs> it keeps coming up. So I think
3: I think Tyler's a one.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
3: And I knew it the first thing I said to him, <laughs> and then he replied, You're a one. "Yeah." I literally was like, "You are so a one." He's like, "Let me earn uh, that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think even when I came to play, and it was I, my one of my best friends. He's actually in. He's the the bass director in me. He is a hard one but he's one of my best friends. So I know him it literally. I think when I walked into the farmhouse this last time, um, I walked in and Tyler was there and I was like, Hey man, he's like, Hey dude, um, Harry's going to be, uh, doing everything with you today. So you could just go over it. Like he was, very, he was super just like, let's get down to business. Yeah. Like it, it was great. Cause I was just like, dude, I, yes. I know how to deal I, with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great cuz like I go to my friend and he'll kind of do the same thing. I'm just like, "Hey, so today, um, you know, and he's just like, "I don't want to I don't want to talk to you. Like we need to talk about business. This is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to get things done. This is how we're going to be productive." And like it's just it's great. Um, but you are a 9. Correct. I'm a 9. Correct. All right you yeah <laughs> but you do you f- right now with- you're a four
0: yeah, <laughs> that's right that's right Nines with, whoever's that. around that's right, that's you, right. You, you.
3: yeah but how has that been for you as a four like do you relate to
1: i just got diagnosed as depressed and anxiety
3: really yeah that's crazy
1: yeah Beb, because because of getting down to the point of yeah like uh, do i want to be here
3: yeah yeah um, yeah because
1: yeah, again I, I agree i was like how could anyone ever think that
2: yeah it's man, crazy like, man you,
1: as a young few well, probably a long time ago now time flies but it's just like yeah over this last year it's been like
3: pretty pretty real yeah yeah, yeah so i went and saw somebody yeah that's good
0: it's amazing yeah yeah therapy you talking about the idea that that soaked log or that just repetitive the thought um I, I did this with a student today, as I teach guitar, um, uh, just a few students a week. But there's this one student who just—you get the young guy who like yeah. he wants to be playing metal. Oh, Except yeah. the new trend now that I see—yeah, what's the new trend with the kids? Is they're like, "Hey, I want to learn guitar." I'm like, "Cool. What's uh, like? What do you what do you want to play?" Like, all they mention is trap music. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I <laughs> and so I'm like, where? Okay, where do you hear guitar? Yeah, (laughs) like what's that's
3: not you're in the wrong class.
0: (laughs) If I could teach you how to like play some synth, if you want, yeah, go watch
3: some Dead Mouse videos or something.
0: Um, but it's fun. We figure out melodies, and so there's a little bit of like you give them like kind of the basic ear for music, yeah, totally, which is fun, which is
3: it's necessary for sure. But
0: he's one of those kids who just wants to play fast, right? Like, and so he'll look at the page once. And then I'll just go for it. I just do it. And it's it's like you looked at the page once and you just went for it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. That's not how you do it. Uh and and like there's this one part today that he just kept playing. And I would say, Okay, try it again, try it slower. You can just do it the same speed and just mess it up. And eventually I had to like, Okay, do you know what you're doing to your brain right now? It's you're like, creating patterns. You're creating a neural pathway. Yeah of mistake yes and so you
3: need to fix that right I now i really
0: need you to slow down like only play a note with my hands clap and what was funny is the first two times he did it slow he messed up the exact same way uh, uh and it was interesting and i think i think that's where like the therapy is interesting the like we do need to create spaces where you can be alone or with people who interrupt whatever that thought process is and like, just set it back a pace because the, the jump I've found for me between, uh, I don't feel great today to, I don't know if I want to be here. Like, it's amazing how fast that dude, it's it's so fast. What therapy has shown me is just like, there's actually 10 thoughts Mm -hmm. in between there. It just, we go through them so fast that, and you don't recognize the thoughts. You just kind of, Yeah. yeah. And and so, it's just
3: that one one yeah, thought narrative that you think is happening, but it's, yeah. there's so much more.
0: Which is what I think is cool about the four artistic mm-hmm. personality is yeah. the people who go like, "I found a, I found one of my thoughts in between. Yeah, and now I get to make something. Yeah, and name something that is yeah. true about life. Yeah, it's like whether it's all sorts of different mediums that can happen. But that's what I think is needed and beautiful, and get the rest of the world to go like oh, I don't have to, I can, I can yeah. actually choose my thoughts. So as a four, do, um,
1: do you find that you're, you can be around people too much? I don't, I mean, I, this is where I'm at in my life, but it's, it's how my life is designed at the moment is I'm a husband, a father, full-time job, and a side gig. And I find for the most part right now is like, yeah, you
3: were jam-packed. I need space. Oh y'all. yeah, no, you lit. You need, yeah. You, so no, it's like, like, it's not even a. It's like oh, you, yeah, you could use some. Like you need it as a four. <laughs> like then, I'm dead. You need space, man. My wife and I just went over Christmas, and I
1: just it's finally like it's nice to have self work because she was she's the one that really dove into Enneagram and then like kind of brought me along. I was like, what What's is she? this? And then she's a seven. We are like the oh, most incompatible numbers. Yes. to be together. Yeah. Um, it's really funny um because she <laughs> just sure like people party never feel bad feelings yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just let's like, be happy what are we gonna do time. today
3: like we're gonna do this and then, we're gonna do this, <laughs> yeah. and then we could go here <laughs> it's the most stressful yeah. thing yeah, and and like, <laughs> like, i just want to sit and listen just gotta, to well let's think about this yeah let's, let's just because i'm a
1: five wing oh okay so i want to okay. analyze everything yes i want to go over yes, it yes, all through it and that's right no it's so funny she doesn't want to think about emotions okay
0: um I think I'm I maybe the one of the things that we do in twenty nineteen. Sorry, then you can finish with the podcast. We just make every guess. We pay for them to take the, <laughs> to do the test. test. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm surprised good... when people don't know about it though. I know it is it's fun.
1: it was super helpful. Like the I she's like, Take this test. I was like, oh, okay, I'll take the test. And typical I typical for like yeah. they can't figure me out. Yeah, I'm no, different. Figure me you don't out. even know me. Well, no. I didn't even know me. <laughs> I'm sitting there. The results the results come in. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck no!" Yeah, yeah. This is
2: no. <laughs> yeah, this is everything
1: I don't want to be. Yeah, like, exactly. Bald. I, bawled, I cried.
3: Yeah, um, dude, because it's like, so real. I th- <laughs> it spares no one.
2: Yeah,
3: it spares no it one. It Named
0: me perfectly in my unhealth. And it, yeah, it forced. Just, so
3: you like, were you were an unhealthy nine when you oh, I, when you took it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm more healthy now, but
3: yeah. But, but still, uh, like a death. medium, medium, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a health, uh, I'm in a healthy downswing right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and heading oh, south.
1: <laughs> oh, but
3: yeah, no. You know it, when but, you're with a bunch of fours, when you're just laughing about death,
2: the
0: best, guess. To ease your pain. Oh man. Yeah, Saturday. No, you're fine. Yeah, you it was going. just
1: like, yeah, we went over Christmas, and uh, she was uh, Christmas for us is like three or four days of just nonstop family yeah and like i've always been like it i've never been able to name it but it's Mm -hmm. this is the most stressful four days of my life
2: yeah like i
1: love my family i love both my families yeah yeah. but i just get like
3: you get overwhelmed
1: and so i was like we'll do it this year again yeah but i will disappear yeah just so you know and You're you can't like, be mad when i do that yeah like, you, I, yeah you, you got to have it man you got to have it 4 days straight of family is just yeah.
3: like, no man it's it's insane like but it's, i i came back to I, like i went home in august and my sister moved back with her entire family and i was we were all in my parents house and i literally thought so i got totally like i literally it was the worst time i've ever had being with my family and I wanted to like die every day. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was so upset and just like, cause you, cause like it's the same, it's that paradox where you need the isolation, but then you can't live in it. Yeah, you can't yeah, stay there. You can't there, stay there, so but you need, dangerous. you do need yeah. it to, to live. You need yeah. it to like, you. I need that alone time. So yeah. I totally get it.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, funny.
3: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's funny. I remember, <laughs> I think the first time I hung out with Noah too, like we were talking and. <laughs> He was just like going on about something. I feel like he's a four, dude. Like, who is this guy? Like, he just keeps rambling and <laughs> talks for like four hours. And <laughs> I'm just like, do so, you ever take the Enneagram, Noah? And he's like, yeah, I think I'm like a four. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's-
3: I was the first,
1: I, I met with him. First time I met him, uh, you, you weren't there yet. We were at a coffee shop and he I met with him. And yeah, within like 10 seconds. Oh, I dude, like, I was like, this guy's a four. Yep.
3: <laughs> and especially because he's a, I think he's a solid four. Like he doesn't have a wing or anything. And oh, like, he's straight up. Yeah, he's straight up before. Because, like, my Achiever comes in, like, the three in me comes in so well with music, just getting things done and stuff. I'm just like, so, like, are you doing shows now? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm working on something. <laughs> Shout yeah. out, Noah. You, you're it. great. Yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. That
3: that doesn't go for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love going on crap. Oh, yeah. Man.
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how's that like You as a five wing Like What is How does that look for you Differently Like does the it's five It's super
1: obnoxious Because What's I would love choice? to be a three you know, okay. I would love to have a three Because you just sit and analyze have...
3: And you're like Well let's think about this Let's oh, like design yeah, let's, all this Let's do all this stuff Let's figure this out There's
1: no movement Like yeah. it's like Fight to get anything done Yeah like, I want to Lay okay. everything out yeah. But being a four The world is just confusing all That's the right time. You're just <laughs> trying to navigate You're just like <laughs> I'm just trying <laughs> to live here guys
3: <laughs> Why is life so hard Gosh Let's think about it
0: <laughs> so funny. Oh
1: man, but yeah. uh yeah, there was a um so yeah, it's just this constant like
3: yeah,
1: um you're analyzing everything. But there's a guy who's putting out music for enneagram types.
3: Yeah, um what's he his name? No, I know that's that, like sleeping podcast last. guy. Sleeping yeah, at sleeping last. Yeah, sleeping at last. Yeah, beautiful but stuff. I should Did my wife should listen listened
1: to, to number my wife listened yeah. to number 4 and she's just like
0: I don't get it. And,
3: then and I was like This is my whole world. This is every day of my life. This is who I am. (laughs) This man understands me.
0: Sleeping at last.
3: Dude, it's great.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: He hasn't gotten to nine yet. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You're at the back of the list. Okay.
3: Yeah, but I, I remember when I heard about that and all my friends that were four was like, you yeah, have to listen to the four song. You it just, just will make so songs. much sense. And I was like, okay.
1: It was it was a good song. And then song, a typical four
3: response, sh- like, you don't know me. Like, you don't, like, don't, mean you it don't, don't think it, you don't think I'm going to understand it. Like, just, you, yeah. don't try to figure me out. It's so true. Do you understand me? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, dude.
1: It's a weird personality complex.
3: It is a weird one, man. Because you want to, you're just constantly trying to. Because you're the individualist, you want to be, you know, your worst nightmare is to be
1: stuffed in with everybody else.
3: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Which is a
1: horrible way to live your life. (laughs) Yeah, to be categorized (laughs) into
3: something is like you like, like that's the classic like singer songwriter thing. Like I'm, you know, like just grinds my gears like I'm not a singer songwriter. I'm more than that like I'm a, I'm a poet. poet or like you know you want to just be yeah. this, I'm, just... A, I'm a wedding photographer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wedding experiencer so <laughs> like, yeah. you, you yeah. want to <laughs> make it this like one more this, yeah, yeah this like super beautiful sounding like this purposeful thing but it's just yeah it's just dumb <laughs> stupid <laughs> play music play music it's what I do it's beautiful yeah but and Ingram's great man I I there was a period where I was just like utterly obsessed like
0: it seems like everybody kind of gets they, they, you, you go through the, that
3: obsession and then i feel like i'm kind of spanned out and i don't i honestly i only talk to people about it when i know that they've like done it and i had talked to harry about enneagram so i was like well he wanted to do an enneagram episode or something so even i don't i used to bring it up like all the time i like, could be like, well, have you taking the test and like oh, I, could, I could pull it up for you if you want like just the <laughs> whole you want to like, take it right now yeah you want to take it right now have you read uh richard Rohr's uh oh, yeah. <laughs> have you read ian crone <laughs> Dude, yeah richard so Roar, he's...
1: yeah ian crone is he the po- with the podcast
3: yeah typology
1: oh yeah, yeah typology so yeah my i my wife loves this podcast yeah i bet yeah i can't listen to it
2: yeah, like, he's, he's, he's I a, listened to He's a number.
1: Four. I was like, dude. why can't I listen to this podcast? And I realized, oh, because you're a number four. I don't. Actually and do. most, like, honestly, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest yeah. here. You're like the first four I've met in a long time where I'm like, I could, I could hang out. With you. <laughs> like you and I could <laughs> yes. go get like coffee and hang out, and have some right. fun. It would just have. A good but time. like most fours, and it's like because he's the host. It's oh, like, yeah, I can't listen to you. Like, dude, <laughs> do it. You're nope.
3: too emotional, <laughs> Ian. You're great. Your writing's great, but dude, I. Yeah, I don't know why I can't get into it either. <laughs> I listened so to John fun. Mark's episode, John Mark McMillan, just because I love oh, him. I of course, he's that. a four. Um, but just listening to him and – but his, I struggle with the interviewing style too. It was just yeah, – I don't know. It, it, I wanted him to get into more things and make more conversation. But it's very it, slow. Yeah, and it's only an hour it's, long. Yeah, so you feel like slow, just when something. he's getting into it, he's yeah. like, well, thanks for coming on. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I was ready for another two hours because in that like – hour and a half two hours that's when you start hitting your stride or like really getting yeah. into it because you gotta you're just getting to know the guest you know yeah. so it's like
1: and I think I'm like very drawn drawn to threes though too okay um because yeah. like Donald Miller like I'm yes. super drawn to Donald yeah he's Miller. a four yeah, I think he's a
3: isn't he's a three, he a, he's a three. Yeah. yeah he's a three he I, was
1: so he's a four I mean, if you three. listen to his, his Ian Crone
3: yeah. episode oh, he's, he a, it on it.
1: he's a he is a three he is a four that is three oh, like he made it he's he switched.
3: A now, so yeah interesting were you, were you guys Donald Miller book fans back in the day? Oh, yeah. Dude. I actually
1: didn't read any of his books. I didn't really get into Donald Miller until, until he his started podcast. his company. Doing the business the stuff. Brand, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never Dude. really read his books. Blue so. like jazz. I have Searching
3: a... for God Knows What. Oh, my gosh, man. He was my favorite author for a yep. really long time. Yeah. There
1: was a sermon he did called Godfathering Us. It's it probably favorite. one of, still, it's my one of my top favorites. One of your favorites. Like, yeah, I've yeah. ever, like, I'll go back and listen to Yeah. You. I remember and I'll that. And i listen to sermons. Yeah. Or... yeah. That was a catchy
3: talk,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: for its time and like when it came out and like it's pretty relevant.
2: Year.
3: It was funny, like when he like switched, like he stopped making like Christian like centered books and then went into yep. doing the story brand Business. stuff. I found it very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Well it was. I was just fine. Didn't <laughs> I, I remember like people. it was like it felt like it happened like instantaneous kind of a thing because I remember it like looking like, and I was like, oh yeah, he just released this book and then like I went and looked him up because I was like. Looking for podcasts, and then I typed in like, "I wonder if Donna Miller like does stuff." And I typed it in, and he's like, "Oh, he's like doing like a business thing, this marketing." Is, yeah, his, like he's his marketing. He is seems so like a solid. genius guy. Yeah, doesn't he's no, like he's
1: not just like in there in another voice in there. Like yeah, me, he's, like he's making his, his whole thing is making things simple. Yeah, and he really is doing. Yeah, that, in my opinion,
3: that's cool. That's
0: the stuff Because he he
3: releases he like writes books on. All like all of that stuff now right like he does a lot of story brand kind of marketing stuff yeah yeah, he crazy. Has a story brand book now. yeah
0: i really want to check out that conference someday i would love to go to that conference it'd be fun man we went off the track i love it that was good yeah it was a good
3: it was a good diversion. donald miller yeah. yeah good old donald
0: what uh this is one question i want to make sure that we ask you based off of our normals um what are you absolutely convinced Don't of? Don't ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's how I felt when one of my guests that the episode hasn't been released was like, I want to know how you answer that. It's like, go away. My yeah, podcast. leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> shut up and answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, you. Just give me and one of the answers, I think, is okay to be like, mm, Yeah, that's I'm definitely. I'm not helpful. willing to name that or... Have a thought about that yet. Well, I th- I think you can pull that chair up closer too. Can I okay back? Sorry, man. No, no. Uh, if oh. it will let you. To- or here, throw this pillow behind your back too. You are convinced you are more comfortable right now than you um, have been.
3: I'm convinced that things are way better than they might seem that they are. Hmm. Man. Um, I think on a macro level and a micro level, I think that we as people are so quick to, um, even in conversation now, and, and I guess this is kind of touching on like culturally what's happening in the world right now, but I think we are so afraid as a human race right now. There's a lot of fear. Um, I think there's... Do you think um, it's
0: always been like that?
3: maybe maybe it's more exposed now okay um but i think i think everyone's maybe more aware of it and there's without even speaking about it everyone just knows it's there do you know what i mean it's kind of like this weird thing that there's like a tension everywhere you go like there's this brewing thing that exists that you could name as fear or you could name as uncertainty or you could name as um disagreement or judgment or but it's this kind of thing that is just brooding and i think everyone is feeling it and i think some people are better at hiding it or letting it be known that they're actually being affected by it and then there's people that are just like yeah dude life's crazy you know what i mean yeah. and um but i think i don't know i and i had gone through a pretty i went through a pretty big um um deconstruction
2: yeah
3: in the past 2 to 3 years Ooh. while being in fresh yeah uh while being in YWAM, still Ooh. and so it's this weird anomaly where i'm still in a culture that i've partially deconstructed from you know and it's this weird friction but i'm weirdly okay with it
0: yeah the tension is okay yeah
3: which is kind of paradoxical you know um and I think it's healthy. I really do think it is healthy. And I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I do think that, um, we as people are very on both sides, you know, whether you want to get political or not, but on both sides of party lines, we are very quick to judge everyone and hate everyone and not have a conversation and not listen. Um, I think with progression in especially like our young ones that we're raising them now, like this newer generation, like we need to teach them how to listen well and to listen um, to their audience and to communicate well and communicate well to each other. Because I think people are trying to just fill the ether with noise. And sometimes that noise is very distracting, you know, but I think there's really something beautiful under the noise that is, really worth looking at and not, you know? And so I think, I think really hope is, is tangible. And I think we can experience hope. Um, and you know, whether I, obviously I would believe that that hope is Jesus, but I think for someone that maybe doesn't even know the Lord, um, I think that, um, I don't know, there, there are greater things on the horizon and I think we're still trying to figure out how to communicate and love each other as a human race, but I, I don't think we'll ever fully get, yeah, like there's not like a there's not the finish line as Paul would say um but i don't i don't think that there's this moment or this place in time where it's all going to pan out or um i don't know like this thing that is going to actually you know what i mean like there's not this culminating moment that we're all waiting for i feel like everyone's almost waiting for it to end the know. end times yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> but even yeah even experiencing that in Yeah, deconstructing dualism and what does that look like as a Christian culture? And hearing, I overheard a conversation the other day of just talking about like I think some the exact quote was, someone was talking about like a terrorist attack or I can't remember the exact context, but they were like, "Well, I don't really care if they die because I know that I'm going to heaven." (laughs) And and just like, but like, man, five six years ago to me, I'd be like, "Amen, brother." Like, at least you know where you're going. That's right. But it's like this destinational thing of like, I'm good. Like I, that's inherently narcissistic of you thinking that (laughs) yet. Like is, so what you're saying is you're the pure place of your belief is that you believe that there is safety for you somewhere. And that is inherently
0: based on what you mentally assent. Exactly. There's a, there's something about going like I'm human. Yeah. And so there is something good in there and I need to honor and respect that. Yeah. But when it's, I'm good and, in spite of you. Exactly. Like,
3: yeah. You in know, comparison like, to this person. Right. Even like the look, like the phrase the lost. Like yeah like the the clear. Dude. And, dude. and even when you see people the inter-
0: lost.
1: I it, forgot isn't about that phrase. It, yeah, man. It's, it's literally the most yeah, like if you want to just throw it back in their face, the most pharisaical
0: yeah term. Yeah.
1: That you can say. Like it's like we're not the we don't want to be the Pharisees, but if you ever use the term the lost. You're in the Pharisee camp,
3: <laughs> like <you're> yeah,
1: <laughs> perfectly qualifies us and them.
3: Yeah, like in and, and contextually, like it's just so, it's so narcissistic. Like it's so imposing of like I am judging this person. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how if you've experienced that, but how many times, like there would be times when I'd be out like evangelizing, mm-hmm. doing mission stuff, and then someone like in that whole like if you're doing like a big like i don't know yeah. like the whole like send stuff like where you're all in a city together and like we're
4: evangelizing yeah oh,
3: and then someone comes up to you like i had one time someone came up to me and started evangelizing and they were from that thing and i'm like yeah dude i'm, I'm a christian and then like the minute i said oh sorry dude cool i'll see you later but it's like if i had not told them that they would have been totally sold that i'm going to hell and i don't know jesus just
0: based on i see you just on the based street. on yeah and so you that's must be going to hell. Yeah.
3: And I've had that happen a few times where back then it didn't really ring any like yeah. red lights. You're just like, oh, oh okay, he just made good. him that's funny. Like you go tell your friends after it's like, yeah, this guy came up and evangelizing. It was so funny. He I was going to it was, hell.
0: It was so funny.
3: And like even you joking about that and coming into yeah. terms with like, yeah, he thought I was going to hell. Like, but you're not that's not raising any flags. Yeah. But now being in the point of like, man.
0: What one are like, assumptions about other yeah, people? Yeah,
3: yeah. And like, why are we so quick to assume as a human race and to assume intent and um honestly i i'm not a fan of word policing personally really really not it actually irks me a lot and so even even on the flip side of people that maybe are very passionate about a certain issue or something i despise when people are telling other people how to think it is literally one of the things that gets me so upset and so i ruffle feathers sometimes because i'm just like don't you can't you're you are, because you are uncomfortable with something and the ideas that you believe about something, you cannot hold me to that standard. Like that's so narcissistic. Like things, that's the thought processes that I don't like today. And that's where I start to judge. So like, those are my vices where I start to get heated and just want to cuss someone out and go nuts. But then I have to be like, all right, well, I just want to, maybe I should just listen to this person. Like that's my, that should be my response. Like just, yeah. How do you listen to something that you're totally disagreeing with. And I I really just think, man, like we've, we've not done that well. And we're really not doing that well right now in a lot of ways. And I think when we can put things aside and, and just learn that you can't hold someone to your own ideas and create a bridge, if we continue to create bridges, like that's going to be the best thing that we can do. In my opinion, I think we should stop burning them. We should start, can continue to build them. That's always going to be the best solution. So
0: yeah man yeah they get one of my Sound, that sounds like
3: a sermon application let's be bridge builders
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally when you
1: said bridge builders i was like, like that's totally a sermon thing exactly. where it's like has no application whatsoever and like exactly. for most people's sermons totally. let's go
3: build bridges it's so vague and unspecific <laughs> what like, yeah and they like finally paint that one they tell some lame story about a bridge and they're like so what are we going to do guys
0: Build Build bridges. Build them bridges. Now,
3: worship team, come on up. Of
0: listening (laughs) well. Yeah, that's
3: right. That's right. As
1: long as they think how you think. That's right.
0: Yeah, it's Then you can go
1: build that bridge.
0: That's where. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, they're of the devil. Mm
3: -hmm. And I I used to really struggle, especially being in a missional community. There was a point in time where I, like, I fored out so much where I just had to beat myself so much because I'd get so upset. Yeah. By how people would phrase things and just define things, or even like like someone would say something that they're thinking or processing or a revelation that yeah. they got. And I'm just like, that is insane. What? <laughs> like what, are what are you, are you one, what are you even talking about? Like your Christian ease is on point right now if that's what you're going for. <laughs> um but two, like, it's just crazy. It's just it's weird seeing like, People in a mindset that you like really used to, yeah, delve into and like be so a part of, and
0: it was really tempting at that point when you're recognizing that to yeah. just kind of put up a lot of walls and reject and accidentally go to a place totally. Like, oh, I'm, I'm beyond that, but to recognize like you yeah. wouldn't be here without where you've
3: been. oh, yeah, and so and, I, and that's the thing is like I still believe in the Trinity, still believe in Jesus, and still believe in the Holy Spirit. There was a point where it was. It's pretty rough, and I was yeah. like, I don't think it's think it's going to make it, um, but it's like now it's really at a place where I, I'm just more okay with things being not okay, mm. but then also not losing hope that it, like, will turn. You know what I mean? Like, like, I used to be so wanting That's to... like a perfect description. Wanting to be warning. in control. Like, I used to just want to control the situation and ideas and people, and I don't know. Like, there's such a... Uh, we we did a, uh, it's like, you know, like tent revival stuff where they put up the tent and you do like, we did one of those like two years ago and the great thing was we all hated it. So it was a resounding (laughs) yes. It was great. So we did it and we were like, we're never doing that again. We did it with like another ministry or whatever. Anyways, the guy who was preaching was insane. He's crazy. And like, dude, he, it was was so frustrating because the way that he was, one, addressing his sons was so demeaning and just controlling and disgusting like honestly I was like you were being a terrible example of a father right now like it was so hard to to have that and there's all these kids that have no context of relationship with God and why should we hold them to have that context or assume that they're going to understand the ideas that you're presenting that's just wrong for you to do and so even if like people weren't worshiping like you would come over and like be like, why aren't you guys worshiping? Like, just stuff like that where you're like. Why aren't you worshiping in a way
0: that, that I can recognize? I, that I can control and you and affirm. make you
3: do. And I was just like. But it was this weird moment of like. I think even one of them was just like. Why the fuck are we here, man? It's stupid. And then I was. I had this weird moment of peace. Of just like. I don't have to control what they do. And it was like the g- most freeing thing ever. Where
0: like. Man.
3: I didn't have to orchestrate or I don't know, do something or try to make something that fed my own narcissism or ego or like my own piece of like, am I doing it right? Am I being a good witness or am I being this? Um, But I can just let them have the information that's presented to them be what it is, which was really bad, but I don't have to control that outcome. And that was so freeing. And I remember just sitting there and I almost wanted to like cry because it was like such a, release of all those years of growing up and you know just being a part of missions and getting back or being in somewhere and feeling like you had to like save everybody around you or you just there's this weird mindset where you just have to you know you have to like give someone a word of knowledge or you have to do this you have, have to evangelize I have to keep going I have to keep doing this stuff and like all that just kind of like fell away and it was like oh I can just like be Brian and I don't have to always keep thinking about like how do I prove to someone that I know Jesus? Yes. You know Dang. what I mean? And so oh, man. It was just it was so great. And also <laughs> terrifying because he was truly an awful person. <laughs> but uh but it was it was good. But it was too. seeing that contrast. Yeah. That, it, yeah, that it, it extreme
0: really... example yeah. that caused you to go like, I
3: yeah, I don't want to play that. I don't know about this. And and even now too, like I'll still listen to people and like even stuff that like I don't know, it's it's that that paradox. Like there's still there's things that you like. I'll see, like, within, like, charismatic Pentecostal culture that I'm like, actually, I think I'm, like, okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. But then there's things that's just like, why did I ever, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. like, when people start saying I'm a prophet and you need to call me a prophet, I'm just like, you are full of yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am now prophet <laughs> Like, Herald.
3: bishop, whatever, like, prophet this or prophet that. I'm just like, dude, this is weird, man. I'm, like, let's not go there. Europe. It's, it's a whole weird thing, man. Yeah. It's a super weird thing, but.
0: That, that we, that, maybe this is podcast number two, explaining charismatic services and structure to Dude. everybody. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. My favorite
3: thing. I, so I went to the prayer room. It was the only time I ever went. And that, when I said, when you went to IHOP. Yeah. When I said, I'm glad I did. One. <laughs> it's because <laughs> I, went, I went in and it was so funny. Cause I was, I was actually the only person from the base to go. And I like met some friends there and, they've really like kind of twisted my mind like you need to go to this like it's a big event like you know you're gonna see a bunch of people a waste of money um but uh i went anyways and it was still good i got to catch up um but we went the only time i went to the prayer room um and i was with a friend who was very much very very charismatic very, yeah. and just super like bro i just feel like god's telling me to tell you this right now like five times a day and you're just like sweet so that's the same thing you said an hour ago cool um
0: that's those moments i'm always like are you sure god's not trying to tell you that yeah
3: dude like that's that's my favorite pater the lion line is like did you hear did you hear the voice of the spirit telling you to shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs)
0: like if that isn't i forgot how good Dave. if that isn't a
3: punch to the pentecostal charismatic i don't know what is um but like it was kind of you know a lot of those scenarios yeah Yeah. that you were just i don't know like whatever and i went to the the prayer room and it is what it was really one it was really unique because they they all have their own original music like is it and is it new every day like they just play and just do that
0: i haven't been there but what i've heard about it it almost sounds like a comic room where people can try out their stuff sometimes
3: that's a great way to put it because like people would be coming up and they and then they'd be like we pray for the babies in Uganda. Dun, dun, dun. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, that stuff. So there's, happening.
1: there's, an actual format. Okay. So I, I played um in the band. Oh, or not on the main. Like so they have, they have, they have two. They have like,
0: like th- they probably have like three. Did you or play four in the main one now?
1: No, I didn't play in the main one. Is that the big guy? Is that um, like
0: the marquee? No, <laughs> um, the big ones. <laughs> The heavy hitters. Yeah, I don't.
1: Um, Is that's that actually the how first it works? time in my life yeah. I learned that I was like terrible at drums? Oh, okay. um,
0: he was the best drummer I knew. I was the
1: best drummer. <laughs> like everyone told me, I was so good. It in was my family. So funny. <laughs> and, thankfully, <Right>. thank- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thankfully it wasn't that crushing. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm not good at this. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I had fun playing because we played on the secondary. Like, yeah. it was kind. Of, it's basically their way of training up. Yeah. People and they created another prayer room and it was a way for them to like train up um, musicians to play. Yeah, they were skilled. Um, and because some of the musicians, solid.
3: Woo. Yeah, dude, I oh was actually my really. Im- gosh, dude, I'm telling you, it was a weird. And that goes back to it. I was just like, why are you playing here? <laughs> that was my thought. Like, yeah. and it wasn't. It was that. That was just yeah, the right. the headspace that I was in because right. I was like, screw, screw, MCD. charismatic people. Yeah, like Todd yeah. White was at that whole thing, oh, and I like. i literally i walked i walked out of him talking because i was so angry like i was i was just in a bad i was in a a rough space of just like you guys are all crazy like yeah
1: i know i was introduced to todd i hung out with todd white no way at the very beginning of his ministry really yeah i didn't know that yep uh he came in with another guy a white-haired guy um oh is it the old evangelist yeah um he came to ccc um, oh, I
0: forgot they came down yep, there. Yeah,
1: Todd White. And I, like, literally, like, we went around. He wanted to go to the college.
0: And just pray for people. And, and pray for people. Um,
1: but, yeah, I, I hung out with him for the day. I thought he was crazy as shit. <laughs> He's like, look, this person's leg got longer. I was like, you pulled it. <laughs> like, no, I mean, he literally, like, he pulls the person's leg. He's like, see, it got longer. I was like, I can do that. Watch. It's shorter. <laughs> now it's longer. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh, it reminds me of uh angel dust. Oh, yeah, not dude. the drug. Oh, the yeah, literal angel dude dust that we saw that was just dust.
1: Oh, the angel orbs. Angel, this orbs. is the best. Wait, was, was my, it like
0: this... the gold dust stuff? Uh, no, no, no. so like angel glamour. orbs.
1: This, this is so good. This is the best story it's ever. Like so, a tent, a, revival. Yeah. tent revival. This is under a tent. The, the holy place actually put up the tent for this one. Um, the ministry my parents are proud of. that was one of those, like, we're all sitting there going, oh, this was a bad idea. (laughs) Um,
0: Strike seven, seven. there it is.
1: (laughs) And, uh, but no, it's going on. And I was up at the drum set and this lady gets up. She's like, we took pictures last night. This is out in a field.
0: Uh, Like a farming field. (laughs) And she's
1: like, we took pictures last night and we just, we just, we got them developed. And, and there was these angels among, you know, in there and they showed up in these orbs. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't see the screen. And finally, she's yeah. going on and on and on. Yeah. I'm going, what in the world? I yeah. get up, I walk to the front, I walk, yeah, like just out in the open. Like, there's the gap between the stage and the crowd. And yeah. I just like walk out there. I look, and I was like, <laughs> I did this. I was like, <laughs> it's just dust.
3: It's literally when you just put a, dust. when you
1: put a flash next to a lens.
3: Yeah, and you.
1: And, Blair you know, it's it just The, a, the dust the reflects
0: back into the <laughs> where dust is flying up everywhere. I was like, these people are on crack cocaine. Yeah, dude. Like,
3: it's it's the st- it's the stuff like that where you're just like, what are we doing? And, and we then doing? that's where you
1: begin yeah. to learn about confirmation bias and yeah, um, this whole thing of you
3: see what you yeah. want to
1: see and and I
3: mean, it's, it's it's and it's s- like those, sweet people. It's those paradoxes though, because like I would totally have the same moment. I'm just like, dude, like that didn't happen. Like it didn't work. Like kind of a thing. But then you're also, like, in the back of your head, you're like, but, like, what if, like, a miracle happened? Like, what would I do? Would I stay? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You get if in that head. I heads- saw something. Yeah. Or, like, and th- there was actually, like, the whole, if you heard, like, the whole gold dust thing. Yeah, yeah. Toronto. Like, oh, yeah. There, there was, like, I was in Brisbane in in Australia. And we, we just had, like, a worship night, and I went to the bathroom. And I looked at my hands, and I literally did have gold dust. And Weird. I remember in that headspace, I was like, oh, <gasps> this is But now, now looking back on it, I'm just like, it happened. Yeah. But that magic is gone. Like, it's not, I don't know. Like, I, and I but maybe that is amazing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, maybe that is something yeah, my, spectacular. But then it's also like, I don't know what that means, though.
0: What does it truly mean? Yeah. That it, like, in the moment, you can have this, like, that word confirmation. Yeah. Bias. Like we're in the right thing. Yeah. We're doing the right We're stuff. here. Look, God is green. We've got us. it going on. Yeah. Uh, but then ultimately, yeah. What do you do with that?
3: Yeah. Where do you go from here? Kind of a
0: thing. And if it doesn't lead to the, yeah, what does it produce? The yeah. Practical, like, is it just, is
3: it like God just being like, Hey, I did it. High five like, bro. Yes. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Okay, I got so now life. I, I'm closer to thinking that you're real. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like yeah. the, I or don't, Confirming. It's confirming. Your will. Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting to go then. Like, what do you do with all of that stuff? Yeah. And that's where you go. Just the that phrase. And
3: even do the fivefold ministry. Oh yeah. It's not even in the Bible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I can quote.
3: But I can so. quote it, and I can tell you right. where it is. No,
0: you can't. It's interesting to go like. From a narrative scape or yeah. a scope i guess uh of of so what is the whole Christian thing right yeah. like i I would hope people would go like a life that emulates Christ, yeah, which he ultimately well, depending on how far your belief can be belief, yeah, <laughs> he ultimately dies as a political yeah um insurgent, yeah, right, yeah. like that's what. That's what's really going on from a human narrative level, yeah, and
3: like purely the basis of the historical facts surrounding, yeah, literally what happened. Where I can go, like, there's probably
0: a guy named Jesus. Yes, he ultimately dies because he's pushing really hard against the status quo of empire, exactly, and and the religious system that's supporting that and has its own issues Mm -hmm. going on. Yeah, and it's like but signs and wonders being part of that narrative are interesting, but what he's doing with those signs and wonders, like he's flipping the the thing upside down. Oh yeah. Where I go like, cool. I got a really good feeling on a Sunday morning when the music was just right. And I had that feeling. Yeah. And then I ate lunch. Yeah. Right. That's the best way to say it. And then I ate lunch. <laughs> it's just Isn't that inter- so funny? Like, what, what do you do with that? Yeah. And is, internal... it, is it
3: about those moments that they're just supposed to be those moments? Yeah. And that's it?
0: It's interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? I haven't what... thought about this stuff in forever. It's yeah.
3: Fun. Yeah. It's just such a unique headspace. And I don't know. The more and more I see it, too, is like, I think, I don't know. I think people are always going to be less spiritual than they actually are or tr- or are trying to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think even the people that you see at the front I, I th- really think that they're struggling with those ideas sometimes or or just the oh, yeah. the thing of like, well, what do I do in this? Or and then it's kind of this I don't know, weird um diffusing thing of just like, well, I guess it's just, you know, what God does, you know? Or like this, I don't know, yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. that you that say to answer. to kind of give peace to that uncertainty. And then it just kind of it's like a, a cork on a bottle, but you know you're gonna open it again, you know? Oh, like yeah. you're gonna continue to drink that wine. Like it's gonna stay there for a while, but
0: what what uh I haven't asked this in forever to somebody. Um what was the 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 hole that got poked?
3: Oh, that's a good question. The first one. It's so funny because even like <laughs> I was that talking to, to your I was process. talking to someone the other day and I was just like, um, we weren't even we were kind of a bit more lighter in conversation but we were talking about a lot of different things that are happening and i was like so have you like heard about like like are you familiar with like the deconstruction conversation and they were like no and i was like i literally don't know where to start <laughs> <laughs> i like uh, I, I think our conversation actually ended because i couldn't yeah, like i was we like well clearly thing? you're not in that headspace <laughs> and i'm gonna scare the shit out of you yeah. <laughs> So
0: I was thinking so maybe
3: everything we know isn't we'll quite. Take what it a seems. rain check yeah, to <laughs> right. go to the bathroom forever. Right. Um I think I think the big kind of hole poking was yeah, really just I had some friends that um were quite um progressive or more liberal in their political standpoints and viewpoints and
0: You're like democrats can't be christians yeah exactly i re- don miller yeah he's the one who exposed me to that idea yeah he was like the bible should be read with a cigarette in hand and a beer which was like
3: wait yeah. what yeah
0: and then the idea that a democrat could be a christian we grew up in a space where that was actually a yeah paradox yeah <laughs>
3: yeah and like and i think even that like that is Weird. S- yeah, totally. And I, I think just being immersed into that, um, and seeing people really talk about different things and hearing what they would have to say and be mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, totally. Like, I, I totally resonate with that. Um, and so then I think the, even backing up further is kind of did what my dad, like pushing stuff under the rug, you know, kind of just throwing, being like, Oh, you know, having that one easy answer where you're just like, whatever, it's fine. Um, and then learning how to actually study the Bible like as a literary work changed a lot of stuff too. That like, will deconstruct oh, you um, Adam and Eve, that was a poem. Okay, Whoa. cool. <laughs> that's Whoa. what uh, yeah. thats what Hebrew poetry is like. It's that's cool. It's amazing how yeah.
0: taking the Bible seriously can yeah. actually cause a deconstruction. Yeah,
3: and how actually you can look at it as a body of work <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. something that a human wrote and... Like, just it just changed everything, whereas you have the person that, like, just continues to quote to you the greeting card verses, and you're just like, dude, you have no idea what that even means. And, like, you don't even – that's the sad thing is you don't want to know. That's the even sadder part is that you actually don't want to dive deeper.
0: Well, because you've invested 30 years of your life into your mental model. Exactly, yeah. costs a lot.
3: It really does, yeah. And so, honestly, that was kind of the starting point of that was, like – but then I became was the Bible thing. Yeah, it was the Bible school. But then I went through this period of like, if you don't study the Bible, you're an idiot. Kind of a judgmental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a good like two years, you get handed
0: a new sense of like. Oh, freedom. dude, I'm just and like all becomes... of you are idiots.
3: I'm smart. Yep, Woo! Yep. Like, um, and so I just talked to people like I was just I was just a pompous dick. I know. Really? Bible, so... Oh, yeah. And, but then it it was like there was there was still some good in it because yeah, I wanted to challenge people. Just like, dude, like. Yeah, honestly, a lot of Pentecostals that we're talking about, yeah, man, like, Revelation's about the end times and just, like, pulling that cork open. And um, and then, like, someone talking about, like, man, that's, like, uh, that reminds me of, like, this story in the Bible, like, it's good and evil. And, like, I'm, like, well, is the Bible really about good and evil? And, like, just posing questions. And then it's funny when you ask a question and someone doesn't know what to say and then they get defensive. Yeah, Like, it's just this quick thing. And so I kind of went through a period of just, like, being a little bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. But then that slowly turned into, like, Okay, I really don't know that much, mm. and the things that I do know, I don't really know if I believe them anymore.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and um, it was a scary, really scary thing. I especially
0: like, when you work in a ministry context. Oh yeah, context. totally,
3: totally. And it's a very scary experience. It With is. So
0: many pastors. Yeah. This yeah. This is the conversation.
1: Oh yeah. Anyone out there going through it? It's yeah. scary. It's okay.
3: It yeah. is super scary, right. and it it's don't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I literally, um. Yeah. I I actually just broke down one day. I was in a relationship, and I uh, we broke up. And a lot of it was just because I was like so depressed and like didn't know who I was anymore, and was just Whoa. like I don't know what I think about anything. Yeah. And it was like rock, but it all happened at like 170 miles an hour. Like it wasn't like a, oh this happened and this happened. It was just like, <sighs> like it just Done. instantaneous. It was it was almost crazy and. I think obviously there were a lot of just relationship issues too and personal things just from my past and kind of everything Mm -hmm. that, you know, was talking about in the song and just growing up in a really broken family. Um, literally last time I was home, me and my dad were in the car and, um, we were just driving around and we were just talking about something random. Me and dad, me and my dad usually have very surface level conversations. He's not more than an inch deep kind of guy. He hides a lot. Um, but I still we have a great time. I love him and I have a way better relationship with him than I did before. But the the thing it's and I've thought about this so much since that last trip is we were in the car one time and we were just talking about something random and I think it was related to family dynamics and and he never he doesn't share anything. And so we was just silent in the car and and he was just like Brian, you come from a really fucked up family.
4: Hmm. <laughs> Dang.
3: And it was just like it felt like out of nowhere. And it was kinda it was kinda like one of those moments where it just like it just happened, you know? And so that was kind of the deconstruction. So I literally was just like weeping to, you Whoa. know, my base like my one of my best my best friend who is also my leader, who's running the yeah. whole base. And I was literally just weeping in his arms. because I'm just like, I don't know anything about anything. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, just, uh, but I didn't even, I couldn't put words to what I was feeling. You know, right. I was just weeping man <clears> I hadn't cried <throat> that much ever. And I like just in and out of crying for like two days, wow. dude. It was so That's bad. incredible And he didn't, he was like, Brian is insane. Like this is, <laughs> he's crazy. He's like, he was, he was being super one-ish where he's just like, I got to figure, I got to like change this. I got to figure this out. What can we do? What can we do? How can I, you know? And. Um
0: let me live in the pain
3: yeah and it was just it was really rough man and but I think a lot of it too was like the person that I was dating was like really challenging me and I just didn't want—I, mm. I didn't you know she was kind of like talking <laughs> about a lot of these different stuff and I'm just like I don't I can't do this like I'm in I'm in a YWAM ministry and like I'm doing all this stuff but then Dude. like I don't know if I think about this and, and it just like it just destroyed everything man I was it was crazy so it just you know, I broke up and then it was just nuts. <laughs> wow. And, um,
0: so really that relationship was a huge yeah, catalyst. Yeah. Process. She
3: really challenged me in a lot of things. and I didn't know what to do. And, but then also all the questions that I had had from all over the years, just all came up at the We're same time. We're able to come out. Yeah, exactly. Funny, you go, yeah.
1: Oh, I've been asking this question a long time. I'm I just, I just it, kept. Pushing
0: it yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was, it was crazy, you know? And, so,
0: Do you, what, what do you feel like you have deconstructed and what's the shift? And if you're still not sure, like, so for me, deconstruction, like, I feel like it's ongoing. I love it. I love the feeling of my assumed beliefs being torn down. I've learned to fall in love with that feeling. So that's been like seven years. I am not there. (laughs) (laughs) I still despise it. Oh. I've been getting... But you've
3: right. been de- deconstructing for seven years.
0: Yeah, and I would say better... I wasn't... I didn't, like, discover it. It wasn't...
3: It... You were unaware of it when it was happening? Or were, no, like, Once I seven... became aware of it, that was, that like, was seven years,
0: years ago. Oh, wow. and then okay, there was, so it's been a, quite yeah, a there was a lot time. of um years before that where you're like, oh, yeah. I'm asking this. But the idea that... um Oh, shoot. So, eventually, I became comfortable with the tension. Yeah. Right? Like, I can have this and this and this deconstructed yeah that seems like it's in direct opposition to this and this and this um rather than going i have to figure it out so i can be certain and feel good about my thoughts yeah i actually feel good being in this space and seeing how these different elements Mm -hmm. interact yeah rather than feeling so yeah pressure to yeah to like have this but being in ministry. Creates a sense of like. Oh, dude, it's probably if people so. Really knew, yeah. Then I'd be out, right? Which yeah. hasn't been the case. I love like. The so do you feel? Wait, I'm
3: sorry. Do you feel like you're towing that line right now? I want to hear what you have to say.
0: What do you mean towing the line? You feel
3: like you're towing that line right now in the sense of like if people really knew what I was processing.
0: Uh, not no. processing as much anymore. But right? what I've
3: actually like. this but is But I've I also
0: been intentional about going there has to be people who know who I really am. And so I've, I created a group where, you know, it exists outside of all churches. Uh, we meet in a bar, yeah. we talk about stuff and can say anything. And so I've created that group, that community. It's not quite a community, but it's it's a group of people who can show up and it's a place for that process to happen out loud. And then there's been enough people in my family and, and close friends who have said like, hey, this is this is all of me. And that at some point I was like, Oh, I guess I don't need to like feel guilty about it. Feel guilty, but like I don't need to also make a like a big announcement. Like Yeah. Hey, here's all the stuff that's changed in my mind, everybody. Yeah. Like, um I thought that's what I needed at yeah. the beginning and kind of wear it as a badge of yeah, honor yeah. Or warrior or just or something. this weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was really, like, I don't, I guess it comes down to the people who are closest to you and making sure you have people who you're close to and you're intentional with to be able to say and journey totally. with and go, like, dude, I have this really weird, fucked-up thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And they're, like, it's cool. Like, yeah. it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Um. Or our but, belonging isn't threatened
3: by, yeah, by yeah. your really weird yeah, thought. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. It, it's the role of the, the pastor, so, um, I like telling peep random people that my brother is a pastor. That's probably that's an atheist, basically. <laughs> might um, not be able
0: to publish that. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's <that's> all good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh bleep. So, badge of cut honor. It, cut it there. <laughs> I'm gonna start over.
1: Yeah. Um. So, like, my brother is um, you know, a pastor who like, uh, in in his job, might not think like not before what you were just saying, like you fully understand, but like where people are, people go like, what? He doesn't fully think this is fully or... think these. And it's like, Oh, so in most people's mind, this is the point I want to make in most people's mind, a pastor thinks a certain set of things. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same with, the, and it's actually based basis of the same with the Christian. All the Christian is in today's world is you yeah. think us, you, you say you think a certain set of thing, mm-hmm. like, things. Um, Mm-hmm. And it's just super fascinating. It's just like this idea of what a pastor is. And I'm always, like, now I'm to the point where I'm like confused. And like, I mean, this this is one of the most like kind-hearted, like if I had a church, I would want him on staff. Yeah. Like, because he's like trying to help people. Yeah, totally. And in my opinion, you've created one of the most interesting jobs in that I think the church can have right now. Yeah. Is the church has been trying to mimic scale. Yeah. In factory and industrial. They've been trying to mimic the industrial revolution, which is fine, but the industrial revolution is over. Yeah, yeah. Schools still (laughs) trying to do that, it doesn't work. Like it doesn't work. Like churches need to go back to individuals. Yeah. Like back to the house thing. That's right. Go back to super it's not scalable. That's right. Don't worry about that right now.
3: Yeah. We're not trying to build the scale.
1: Don't build scale. Go back to like Harry's job is a life, like basically a life coach for individuals just yeah. not to say here's a program to get better, you know, we already have the curriculum.
0: Yeah.
1: Drop if you if you say the word curriculum, drop it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hire someone in a church to just say if you got a goal, if you feel stuck,
4: yeah.
1: W- we have somebody that has like has a passion to get people That's right. to the next level yeah. from a 1 to 2, from 0 to 1, from two to five like um, all the way to ten like you got somebody that's there helping the community mm. helping individuals with what they want to get done
0: yeah instead of being like no this
1: is what you got to do
0: yeah. yeah and it's amazing how many of those folks that I met with like the conversations always revolve around relational dynamics yeah. or health issues right mm. I've yet to have someone go like I really wish I knew how to like connect with God more and like I feel like because I have some ways you can do that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but like that just doesn't it's not the topic of conversation Hey, what do you got so what's going on in life like what are yeah what are you hoping for what are you moving towards what are you stuck in yeah it's always relationships or there's a recognition that I've engaged in a certain set of behaviors over and over again. And yeah. I've created, that a, I
3: created a crazy thing. habit and
0: yeah. need to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild
1: to me. And it's just like, and you're letting, you're letting certain uncertainties and not willing to sit in attention. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really like look at both of you in a place where you, you, you working and okay in a place of tension yeah and it's like this is actual life yeah life totally. is complex it is most complex. people don't want to admit it yeah and most people are dealing a lot of people are dealing with this stuff yeah like they're dealing with doubts they're dealing with and most yeah. and that's why I got fed up of course with the church on that it's just like yeah you
3: you say you're open but nobody wants to deal with the doubts no and no one wants to look like an idiot or <laughs> look like they don't know what they're talking about or feel chastised or feel yeah. like they're you know what I mean like and yeah. that's if you're not in the camp, like, you're not in the camp. And I don't think people want to be out of the camp.
0: I don't. Even though, like, so many things have shifted in my head, like, I still think there's something beautiful going on here. It's, it's right,
3: yeah. And that's that's just the, and I guess that's where it is. Like, it, there's that silver lining of, like, I still want to be here, though. Yeah,
0: it's your, the name, you named it well. Like, I'm okay. It's learning to be okay that things aren't going to be okay, but also maintaining or holding intention, that idea that, hope is still worth yeah, pursuing. It is. yeah. Weird. Yeah. That doesn't it's, make sense. It's, it doesn't make sense. And that there's... actually requires some sort of faith. Yeah, it really does. Rather than having, yeah. here's why it all is going to work. Because yeah. this, 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 this. Yeah. That re- doesn't require a faith yeah. body that requires, that's just certainty in math. It's interesting.
3: I loved the... Uh... <laughs> the the last sermon that I saw you give when you're <laughs> oh talking no. when you're talking about hell and like hell is literally a literal place. <laughs> like, you can go there. But I love like I love that. Like the exposing. Yeah. The exposition of this is the Bible. Because, it's talking yeah. about a literal place. Which is
0: even more compelling. It's crazy. In a narrative process. Yeah. Or in a human like Yeah. And one of the things that I didn't explain that Sunday yeah. on purpose was the things that actually happened in that valley. Yeah. Like, so you can go drink coffee and take a walk in hell. In hell, want, which is so fun. On a Saturday morning sometime, <laughs> and that's great. Uh, uh, every time Jesus uses the word that we see yeah. as hell. It's never once translated or any other word than that exact word. Yeah. Now there's other places in scripture you could yeah. make room for that. But the point was that Yeah. and just going like the history yeah. of that place mm-hmm. is so interesting. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like way more interesting than And yeah. Yeah, burn forever. Exactly. That's not a really great story. It's There's really like not. no redemption in that. Yeah. There's no beautiful movement. And in of that. course, that, like that model's pretty clear. Of what course. What that, <laughs> yeah. That was about. yeah.
3: And of course you'd be deathly afraid of it. And sure. w- of course want to be like, well, I want to be saved. Like I, I have to be saved. I want to go to heaven. And you create this entire mm-hmm. Christianity that is formed on going to a place. Right. And it's so scary because it's just about like, I just want to get to heaven. And yeah. like, even, like, there's, like, you can say that, and it sounds so plain, but when you get into the complexities of that mental process, mm. like, hearing, like, yeah, hearing people talk like that, you're like, you're just like, dude, you're, that's crazy, it's just crazy, it just blows my mind still, because it you're, like.
0: cheapens the fact that you're You're here. living,
3: yeah, you're, it's just, and then, then, like, we feel like, well, you know, the next place, it's gonna be even better, and you're like, that might be true, but, like, yeah about right now like there has to be something but you know what i mean like totally. I don't, it's, just, it's just such a weird thing
0: it's fun i was in a conversation the other day with a guy who um was like he was i think he was on the uh, maybe the front end or talking about his front end of deconstruction and it was uh what triggered it for him was the contemplation of being perfect for eternity and he was like it sounds horrible yeah <laughs> like he's like even eternity experiencing pure bliss is a form of torture yeah <laughs> like because you can't ever yeah totally it's, it's so interesting so it's like and it's like
3: such a useless mind exercise to think about what it's going to be like because it doesn't matter in the end yeah. like you like, know no, like seriously and that sounds yeah. so depressing to some people but it's like yeah and it th- can
0: be a scary thought it's yeah,
3: yeah right and it's there's totally a reality of the this like it being scared but it's just so funny because like like hearing sermons are just like, I feel like I really, no, I really think there's going to be animals in heaven. And like, just like, dude, I just, like, that's great. I like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. such a weird, you like, know. N- like back then I'd be like, let's talk about what's going to be in heaven, oh, you know? Dude, but now I you're just those too. like, just, yeah. Just like those, those like goofy conversations, you yeah. know, like that are yeah. just like the, so what is, it's just such a weird thing in your mind. Now? What's my,
0: what is good, good, religion or good
3: Well if I were to quote what James. Have you
0: deconstructed too <laughs> or have you begun any sort of like reconstruction process? And I hate that question because yeah. I'm always like it's and that's yeah, always a process of deconstruction more and yeah. relationships. So yeah. so he's
1: basically <laughs> built a construction around deconstruction. <laughs> so and he it, has a he has a floats. setup. He just <laughs> Which to so many people if
3: you were to hear that they would have zero idea what you're talking I about. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel um, awkward about
3: it. I still, I don't know. Kind of like what I said before, I still find I guess the best word is safety.
4: Mm.
3: Without it being a danger. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like safety in the word of not like I'm so certain and absolute of this that like I'm hinging my entire life on this, but I'm safe still with a lot of um, like even some aspects, like, have you heard of like lordship theology,
2: um, like in the I'm aspect
3: of name. like,
0: like, is Jesus Lord of your life? Is that, yeah, what yeah. Like
3: there are aspects of that, that I really still resonate with. Sure. And, but I think a lot of that is just be on the basis of discipleship. Like I still think discipleship is such a, like what Tyler's been doing. Like, it yeah. sounds like it's such a necessary what thing. that the and church
0: is supposed is to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Mostly. And
3: my favorite author is Dallas Willard and I love, I I love his stuff, dude. I love his stuff. Just a great thinker, great philosopher. Um, but I just, I love the way that he makes everything so practical. Um, so like spirit of the disciplines, like I love the spiritual disciplines. I love getting into them. I think they're super life giving. I think that we're supposed to engage in them with more than we should, more than we do. Um, and I think those practices really continue to ground you in the, the days, the moments, which is, that's how we're supposed to be living. We're supposed to be living in, Here. yeah, right now, the present. And so I think the things that ground me to being, um, yeah, just in tune with the Godhead, but also just in tune with myself, you know, mm. those are the moments that give me the, the biggest joy. And I think, I think I still, man, I used, there was a point where, cause I think that that's, and that's when it comes like, like, pentecostal charismatic hearing god's voice you yeah. know like that's always that's just the man like you look at bethel or you look at you know these select things and you're just like yeah but like what or totally. or in some cases like maybe you know what i mean well
0: there's and it's so
3: hard there's
0: Be- moments from my life that i i can hold intention now where i go at the time yeah totally experienced what at the time I would have called the voice of yeah. God or the yeah. call of God or yeah. like that yeah. speaking.
3: But now to, now to you, it is a different thing. Like it is it is named a different thing for you. Is that what you're saying?
0: I can say I can hold that and go like, that's part of that. I also don't think that that's how that that's works. That's fully
3: true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah, so, I, I get it. Yeah. And so
0: there's more, there's more going on there or my limited understanding. Yeah. But. At the same, like, that was helpful at that point.
3: Yeah. Like, literally, guys, the reason why I'm in Detroit is because I felt like the Lord told me to come here. Which is, like, when you think about it from a (laughs) secular (laughs) standpoint or someone who is not religious, that sounds insane. I literally packed up my entire car and drove all the way from Arizona to Detroit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's crazy. And that was like the voice of God, which I still, I remember that moment when it was, I was like, yes, that's yeah. like, that was, that was you. You know what I mean? Like, right. And still having peace and some certainty in that, you know what I mean? And totally, but then you have the total opposite thought process of something else, which is totally contradictory to what you're thinking. And it's this whole mind boggle of like, yes. there's beauty in this mysticism, but there's also a lot of confusion, but maybe I'm okay with the confusion, but maybe I'm not, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, um, so I'm, I'm still floating in the ethos or whatever of dude, the Pentecostal camp, I guess yeah. a yeah. remnant, you know what I mean? Totally. Like a
0: remnant of it. But then I'm also like, cause there is something beautiful and, what is it? what is it about that space that feels so it's like i I think it almost uncovers the the tribe
3: yeah, it's- like, Pentecostalism is very good at having tribe mentality and
0: and tribes are important yeah, they are and important. necessary yeah and good it
3: is yeah, like, and it gives not. you community
0: right. yeah right yeah, totally, they take care of each other,
3: and still some like some of my best friends are people that are deeply ingrained into certainty and absolutism within the a lot of those theologies and um and so there, then there's also like that i don't know that respect and admiration and love for your friends that you still want to mm. have, but then you also have the friends that are just like totally don't even believe in Jesus, you know what I mean or just like have that I mind yeah. that mindset or idea and that's that's fine, you know what I mean right. like I guess not i i'm I have left the camp of thinking. I need to save everyone around me and it's a hard job. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's so funny explaining it to people that like didn't grow up or weren't in the culture of that, yeah. like that culture, really, that's the best way to put it because it was this thing that everyone was thinking and feeling like, I gotta I'm gotta. i in IHOP. I got it. Like I have to leave right now. And like the first person I see, I'm going to have a word of knowledge for them. Like stuff like that, which is just like, what? Like, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's just like such a love
2: being there yeah dude it's it fun.
3: it's great it's just i don't know and it was so cr- i remember i came back from australia and i was like i just thought i was going crazy and i remember having a meeting with my pastor kind of talking about the same things and he kind of looked at me like you, you don't have to do that you know
0: <laughs> i'm like yeah but like
3: what like you know and i don't know just i think yeah the pressure being, being okay that i never ever have to be todd white <laughs> Yeah, that is the greatest. The greatest thing, dude. <laughs> Honestly, which is like maybe sounds like very innocent, but I, I put so much of my identity into achieving, so yeah. like as a wing three. Like I have to, I have to be that person. Can I get like, that, space, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I I have to like voice. get that thing checked, or I have to achieve that level of spirituality, mm. or I have to <laughs> just dude. like I have to be it. You know. And, and then like even being a young leader, like you want to be in leadership and you want to be in charge of people. And I'm like, dude, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Like, I just want to chill. That's right. Like, like just, you know,
0: write some songs. Yeah.
3: Like, it's just so funny though. Cause like, you know, you're taught that that's
0: the one yeah. thing.
3: And it's this model. It's, it's this, it's like kind of what you're talking about. Like, it's this thing like you, we have to make leaders. Like we're trying to make leaders. Come on, be a leader. You gotta be a leader. Like, yep, yep. and like. People yeah. saying like, "Man, I could see, you could be a bass leader or like this," and they're like, "Dude, if like it just this, it's this whole thing where they try to
0: keep it, you and in it, it." Touches your ego just enough. It, oh, absolutely. It tickles like, it. Mm. It's like, oh,
3: what's what's over there? Well, I
0: was thinking about that the yeah. other day. So yeah, <laughs> voice again.
3: But it's so funny though, <laughs> I'm <sorry>. dude. Like, <laughs> it's so funny though. Like, I remember I had a conversation with a friend who. It's so funny. We were always really, really good friends, and he like was way more quote unquote progressive than me. Mm. And but we were such good friends and we'd always have really good conversations. And it actually modeled what I'd always wanted to have with everybody. And it was such a good friendship. And I still love them to this day. Like we're really good friends. And we were having a conversation right before I moved here. And it was so funny. And it was like the typical example of throwing it under the rug. Mm. But I literally we were just talking and it was kind of silent. And I was just like I feel like I'm done with evangelicalism. Yeah, and I'm about to move to something to Detroit to join an evangelical (laughs) (laughs) missions movement. Wow! That like, and it was just is the duality of it all. Like the like, what is? It was just such a crazy,
0: or the lack of duality. Yeah,
3: the lack of duality, and it was just such a weird. And I, and but I like still did it, you know what I mean? Yep. Like I just yeah. was just like, well, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna you know? live in that space. Yeah. Create a third way. Totally. And and of course he was just like unfazed with it. He's like, Yeah, I left there like four years ago. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? he was just like he's like, Welcome to the club. <laughs> I
1: think nice. I think the main yeah. thing is though, is you can feel isolated in yeah in the fact that you're like, oh, am I even helping here? Cause I'm yeah. going through all this stuff. But like the reality is like, There's in my opinion, people. the organization yeah. is actually better off right now. Yeah. Because you're part of it and you're, you're part, part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the issue with those organizations in the evangelical movement is yeah. the sameness of thought. Yeah, totally.
3: Mm-hmm. Man. Which is so funny because YWAM's claim is to be interdenominational and international. And if we were truly interdenominational. Shit would hit the fan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. So it's, but it's really not that. It's yeah. yeah. We take need denominational money exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the greatest thing ever. We don't heard. care where you're from. Just oh send us man. There. Oh man. Yeah.
1: yeah and not so to demonize funny. them on that. Like, no, I don't, no, know, like, no, 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 like, dude. Like uh, that's, that's, even that's having, a real thing. Like having, money oh, is a real thing.
3: That's totally true. And even having conversations with people like. Well, they're Catholics, so I mean, they're not really saved. Like stuff like that, where you're just like, "Do you even understand Catholicism?" Like, yeah. like just the, you, the, you wouldn't be here, yeah, exactly. if it wasn't for them, you're exactly. A so, yeah, and like, have you read <laughs> so. the Old Testament? Like, do you understand anything <laughs> no, about biblical history? Dude. Like, dude, like yeah. it's some crazy stuff. And they're just like, yeah, but it's you know, it's the it's
2: but I the feel, new co- it's I the new covenant.
3: We're in the new covenant now. Yeah. I'm like, shut up! You don't where does know that what comes from. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Like, just uh, it's the the mind cycles of that and yeah so, yeah dude if you want to get real dark
1: that you're here because they got into a nasty war a long time ago with a bunch of people that look different than them <laughs> <laughs> right like Over you're the- here because of a bunch of people died yeah. <laughs> <And it's so laughs> the nasty war like
3: that seems like a good but that's point. the history so of the world yeah <laughs> yep see ya yeah a good ending point war <laughs> amen
0: <laughs> preach it
3: okay you got any prayer request
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man we Joe rogan did. it what I was like, feels like a long how long do you think we're at three three oh, yeah Gosh, we did it guys <laughs> three hours suck it Joe <laughs> three freedom hours read and weep uh is there anything else we need to ask yeah you? let's not end on that note the world we're, we're all here because
3: people die all right Um, well then do you have another question one last one (laughs) one last one to reel it all in uh the end times (laughs) suck it suck it
0: (laughs) (laughs) where do people follow your music at oh good question
3: so again i'm doing a kickstarter um if you like the song that you just heard like two if hours ago. This far. <laughs> if you made it this far, you might've heard a three minute song. <laughs> I'm
1: so glad we did the song
0: earlier I on. I know.
3: I know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back. I'm glad I did segue <laughs> into <laughs> it because it would have not have happened. Ooh. Um, but you can, um, follow me on